Hey, where are the white women at? But how did he get down to his underwear that fast? We'll just have to take these pants off so that I can take a closer look. Still others evolved so much, they don't even need to wear pants. Cartoon Casual, ladies and gentlemen. We are here for episode, I don't really give a holy... Five. Damn. Five, five, yeah, thank five. you. Episode five. And yep. uh, we have a guest this evening. It's uh, Jeremiah Green. He goes by many things. Uh, 1890s strongman. This is correct. Yeah. Uh, DJ. What do you guys may know? Yeah, he's local, Kingmanite, been here all your life. You Family owned. San owns. Diego briefly, though, didn't you? San Diego, Salt Lake City, Phoenix... Um, Las Vegas, uh, Iowa State Penitentiary, uh, State Pen. Wow, yeah, yeah. longer than six months, even. Yeah, they just they just flew me out there. What did you get? Uh, what? How that happened? Uh, I was once caught throwing paper airplanes at the president. It's one of those things. Were they folded up pieces of the? It's more of a glider, really. Yeah, they're not really paper airplane. It's paper aircraft because airplane, by definition, has an engine. That's aircraft it. does not necessarily have an engine. So how do they get, how do they pin? The f- <laughs> you, you you blew it. I'm the one that you, broke. You, I'm, you blew I'm it. sorry, you blew I broke. It. Okay, let's rain. Oh, to get this out of the way, Jeremiah Green, family owned and operated Napa. <laughs> well, the, yeah, great transition. So no, we, we got to get this the, out of the way. The we have to. This is going to be just gone. The guy that jumped, we got to bring no, no, it back no, 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 in. No, we, we can we can work this out. Going to get it out of the way. I say we I say we do this. I say we open up. So we we talk more about really. You know, just talk. Let's cover the topics we want to talk about, and then we can get back to the guests. For the 11 maybe, people maybe that should... are going to hear this podcast. Yeah, yeah. To, to all 12 of you, uh, this is a very mm-hmm. serious podcast yeah. show. Um, it will get better, and we have a lot of things we want to cover, but we have to cover a few things first. That's true. Paul, do you have an update on the train I illumination do. situation for I downtown? Do. For those of you keeping score out there, we have an ongoing uh, problem or issue downtown with the uh, train. At Locomotive Park, that apparently is being very difficult to illuminate at night. They've had lights on there for I don't know how long, probably decades, but it was off for a while. Anyway, you've been writing our local uh, city politicians and even met with them in person. And I think you met with um, Stuart Yoakum. I did, Councilman Yoakum. And you two weeks kind of conf- yeah confronted him and said, "Hey, we got an issue out here." And you told him how many times you sent emails to the mayor and him, him, and and he said the last thing he told you. What he him the last thing he told me was yes. that <clears throat> it would be uh, it'd be the, on the, the 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 lights were being worked on there was something wrong with them mechanically and that they would be on last quote, Friday by the end of the week which was last Friday it electrically is now a Monday they'll right. be turned on I'm not gonna blow in their ear and say nice right. things but they're gonna be turned and, and on for people that are just tuning in it's been over six months now oh yeah we've been working on this so I have an update for you oh god drum roll so I I drove past and. No, they're not on. Oh, oh wow. heartbreaker. They're still not on. Shocking. Truly it's deep shocking. into the following week they were supposed to be on. And so there you have it. Well, it really is. Ever heard of Island Time? Island Time. Yeah, yeah no shit. You, you, ever, you ever been to like Jamaica or. I've never been to Jamaica. I've been to Hawaii. But they have a train lighting problem down there too? Uh, uh, <laughs> 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 I'm trying to see how this is. Well, I mean, connected. you know, you know yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you know this, but the only way to get to Jamaica is actually by train. It's it's a little known fact. Uh, there's there's it's actually a water train. It's 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 one of these uh, interesting inventions. 
Is that an electric train? Uh, yes, because electricity and water it actually makes it go faster. Because once the, the the electricity current hits water, you go faster. You go faster because water, water it's like a really well. electric uh, or it's like a lubrication for electricity. Correct. Correct. Okay. This is so, gonna be a dangerous. So, so topic what I'm for saying is, is they, 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 they time wise they move in a very uh, 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 like very nonchalant mm-hmm. you know time. Hence for the, Jamaica, like like the time you make music or like island music, uh, they just move at their own accord. There's there's no real rush or fashion or urgency to get anything done because i mean why should we get something done that's i got you so what you're saying is we have a lot of jamaican dna running the city yeah i'm on is that what you're is that what we're saying or or I mean, also i mean a little known fact it, it could be it could be a lot of southern dna could be southern <laughs> or jamaican they, 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 they were literally slower there was a study <laughs> this is this is true i can't wait to hear this by the rockefeller so basically <laughs> oh uh, by the rockefeller by, by, by ringworm and Ro- it, it was it ringworm was actually slowing down the people in the south because they were it was actually draining them of blood because they didn't have plumbing so via outhouses little known fact via outhouses were, were causing them to keep infecting themselves before or sorry before outhouse types are because they would just go do their business by a tree or dig a hole a little bit but the ringworm could go out three feet up, down, sideways, wherever, and they kept getting infected, infected, infected by this worm that was actually lowering their blood, like like sucking the blood out like a vampire, and that was causing them to move at a slower pace because they couldn't figure out why the people in the south were actually moving so slow. So maybe that's the problem here. Maybe everyone just keeps a Joe comment. This is an actual factual information. <laughs> I, I'm really glad we went there. This is this is exactly what I wanted to I, go. I'm just wondering. Ten minutes. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Gaines. Uh, I had ringworm recently. I think I got it from the in Flagstaff. Oh, that's a classy place. It is a classy place. Forget that about I, a sponsor. I either yeah. <laughs> this, this this week's episode brought to you by the Flagstaff. Uh, brought to you by the uh, Ringworm Center of Flagstaff. Free Wi-Fi locally. and bed bugs and ringworm. Thank you very much. You know what? There, it was actually in. fairly clean place uh, yeah. after I left it because I picked up all the ringworm apparently. <laughs> Sucked it on up. Yeah, I don't understand what yeah. happened. I either got it from. Uh, the hotel, excuse me. So, Mo- you had, so you're mentally slowed down now because I am he, just what Jeremiah said. You know, I and I can't down. remember if it's ringworm or hookworm. It might have actually been hookworm. <laughs> I've never had hookworm, I don't think. I hope not. I mean, I, I mean you've had crabs, but that's different. That's different I still have crabs. I, I, I love seafood. Oh, man, it's delicious. So good. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, so good. So we don't know if it was hook worm or ringworm. Anyway, yeah. We're nonetheless, to, there's we a don't podcast. have lights on the train downtown. There's That's another, the bottom line. Right, there's no lights on the train downtown, presumably because of either, uh, what are our theories now, um, island time, uh, hook worm, potentially ringworm, mm-hmm. uh, Jamaican DNA. Is there anything I'm missing? Any reasons might, why we might have just a lack of desire to care? Could be. I don't know. I mean, it's it's it, it seems like a like a marginal thing, but I mean, it's 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 a showcase in our town. It's one of like the, the, the bigger tours of attractions in our town. It's it is. Of, you see all these tourists from all over the place. Like it's one of the first places they stop. Absolutely. Uh, but it should be looking at this thing not just at daytime. It should be a day or night kind of thing. Oh, it's really cool. Let up at night. I'm sure oh, you've is. seen it. You oh, yeah. may, but now it's been dark for six months. You probably don't really notice because at least we, we live months. here. We don't even pay attention. So uh, that's a problem. Anyway, so that was the house cleaning bit we wanted to do. A little update on the. On the uh, well, it's interesting that uh, how do you smell over there? You good? Do you want to ride Jeremiah? Smell great. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I just want to make sure I, I was you it, know I'm, like when I'm surrounded by men, I like to make sure that I uh, you know, it's smell appropriate. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm always like, 
Yeah, yeah. getting that. I, I really, I really wish there was a visual on that. Maybe we could just, I, we, I, start, we start having video with the podcast. Oh, that's a bad idea. It's yeah. a, I, th- so, I think it's a great idea. People go, oh man, I, I used to, you know, I used to work for uh, Frontier and I was on the phones eight to 10 hours a day and I constantly had people compliment you've me. You've got a face. You for, have a, you've, got, you've got a face for the phone. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, explicit language for the kid. Phone face. If you're letting your you kids suffer listen. from they say, phone they, they face. They say it's a radio face, but I, I, I also work for a phone, phone face. <laughs> I have a phone face. You've got a face that's you know, good They for the said phone. I had a great, a great voice. And I, I, all I can think of is you, you don't want to see this pudgy fuck in person. You do. <clears throat> yeah, whatever. Anyway. Oh, by the way, this is a, you know, language free podcast. So in case you already have yeah, already for you, for you Puritans is, that got kicked out of England in uh, the 1700s or 1600s, right? Uh, this might not be fit might for offend you. you this you might offend you. So if you're kicked out of England in the 1600s for, for being too fucking square. Jesus, I, thanks for founding the country and whatnot, but God damn it, we're still dealing with it. So yeah. yeah, explicit language content warning. If you're letting your little kids that have never been to public schools yet listen to this podcast, well, you're the fucking problem, not us. <laughs> Yes. This this is what's happening in the world, so they might as well just let's, let's Yeah, let's, fuck let's, shit, let's, cocksucker, liberal. Well, well, I say all the <laughs> liberal China Obama, just say all the bad words, get all the bad right. words. Yeah, I got to get all those right. uh, those bad words out of there. Socialism. Right. Huge. It's huge. <laughs> so back to your anyway. phone face? Okay, I had a phone face. I just have a phone face and I was I was thinking yeah. that I have this great I can't. We need to move past it. Let's move past okay. it. Okay. So next so, order of business. I, I I want to talk to Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. I remembered his name. I promise. Yeah. I'm trying not to call you Jeremy because I, I grew up thinking Jeremy. it was Jeremy. It's it was fine. always Jeremy. I, I, it's, 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 but is it fine? Well, is it really the, fine? No. You know, I really get deeply upset. I prefer that you guys call me Aloysius. It's been a. It's been something I've been kind of like holding dear to my heart and holding very near. And I, pre- I've always preferred to be called Aloysius. We've been talking about having deeper conversations, right? Right. right, right. So that's really what you I've, want. I really prefer to be called Aloysius from now on. Not Jeremy. Not Jeremiah. My 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 spiritual name is actually Aloysius. Oh, do you identify as an Aloysius? Is that yeah? What I, it is? I identify as. <laughs> <laughs> Are you, you're an you, omnipresent, you omnisexual. I, 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 no, no, no. Jeremy's fine. I mean, like Jeremy for me was more like like growing up here, like being born and raised here. Like I hated the name Jeremiah. Oh, you did. So, oh, so, okay. and then also, it's almost like a like a def, like you know, growing into your name. You Absolutely, you, you go by you know, Jeremy would be a nickname. Then Jeremiah is like me is the kind of accepting like my given name or you know my. What, I, what, how, what would you guys say if I came to you someday one day? You're like, hey Joe, and like, hey, I just want to go by Joseph. Whatever you want. I mean, really, it's your. Oh, fuck you. I, you know, you would I, be like you pretentious piece of shit, and, I, and I'd be like, I, I, bought, I, don't, some, I, don't I really, bought a couple turntables, so I now don't, I'm gonna go I, by I, my proper name. I don't. I don't really work that way. That's that's. that's I had a good no, friend. That's really, that's really by, by Andy all of his life, but when he graduated college or high, trying to get a serious job, he honestly wanted us to transition into Andrew. Well, mine, I got tired of correcting people when they met me as Jeremiah, though, as well. So, like when I moved to Salt Lake City, Utah, and I got a job um, at like an inbound call center uh, for Capital One. They were just oh god! How much of a nightmare was that? It was actually it was really it, it taught you a lot about humanity and people. I mean, because an outbound call center would be a, a nightmare. I mean, and I've done outbound call centers as well, but inbound it's it's just inbound customer service, which is primarily what I did for Frontier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and I I kind of enjoyed. It. You learn a lot about people very 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 quickly. But uh, just to circle back to the point, really quick, but basically they were you know they were all like okay Jeremiah Jeremiah, and so like you know when they introduced you to like the training class, everyone introduced me as Jeremiah. And then I, so am I going to correct every person? Uh, well, I prefer to go by Jeremy. Like that to me seems more pretentious or anything else. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, oh no. Well, I've, 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 I've got to go by you know Peter James right now. Um, I prefer that. But, but I, I just 
It was but like, I, you I, would I, prefer Jeremy. No, no. I, I Both are the same person. I, I, just, I, just, I just decided to give up the ghost and give up the fight. Like, why am I fighting for my name? Like, if you want to call me Jeremy, you want to call me Jeremiah. You want to call so, me honestly, me. either one, you it's the same to you right now. Yeah, I, I, I answered okay. the same. Yeah, it's, and, and it's really interesting that people – you get this question quite a bit. They're like, I don't know where they call you Jeremy or Jeremiah. It, it is like the furthest thought from my mind ever. Like, I'm so – you know, there's so many other things that we could be talking. You know, oh, absolutely. That they're, they're more important. You know, when, when you're talking with someone or re-meeting someone again, you know, I, I'm much more interested in this, like picking up where we left off than you being hung up on like, well, I called him Jeremiah and I think he might be a, like, it's it just. It's, Which is weird because it, some, it, it, but some is, people, it, it, you don't know if it bothers but, but some people. But it's so nice and respectful. I, yeah. I get that, but it's right. it's such a funny it's point. To, it is. It's such a, yeah. it's a, no, no, it's not really annoying. It's just a funny hang up. Like why are we having this? The person's thing? more important than the name, obviously. Correct. So, correct. I mean, and, and I think all, it was a all the things play that, that people Shakespeare did that had something to do with that. I mean, we, we, a rose we, by any other a rose by any other name is a thorn in my side. I don't know. Is it, yeah, is I it, mean, I'm not <laughs> smart. <laughs> That's from every, the south. Apparently. Every rose has a thorn. Isn't every, that the name uh, of the? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. By poison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brett sorry, Michaels. Sorry, you know? Joe. You know music? I didn't know that. Yeah, you. You're a kind of music guy. Uh, People might recognize Jeremy or Jeremiah as the local DJ Jeremiah. Jeremiah Greens. That's correct. I'm playing in a. I don't know how many years I've been doing it now. Yeah, how long? Yeah, we want to know. Well, well, so so you you, you know, I think the tendency is to always say it's less years than it really is because they're like, that's that's always. You should say fewer, not less. Oh, is that what you're saying? (laughs) So this is going to be the last episode of the podcast. I thought that's where you were going with no, it. No, 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 no. <laughs> really, really. Uh, so you, you get it, you get embarrassed. Like it's been that many years, and you're, I should cut that down a little bit. So that, like, oh, he's he's, he's naturally great because it's only been six years. Like, yeah, oh, it's been- it's been like ten to fifteen years. Like he should be so he's okay. But I thought he just started yesterday. So I, you know, oh, okay. wow, you have such a great feel for music and flow in the room. How long have you been doing this? Oh well, I've actually uh, I just bought uh, these turntables and this mixer like maybe two or three weeks ago. I just always thought I'd be a really good DJ because I Fantastic. made really good mistakes. You should keep working on that. You should stay with you it. Should just, you're doing what you're supposed uh, to be doing, son. God has given you a gift. Yeah, it's just been one like it's been a, it, it, music has been like a like a center uh, for me. But when you started, do, was it when you were really starting to get into it? Was it was it the goal of yours to do parties and stuff, or just were for self satisfaction, kind of playing around with it, and then it kind of turned I into the party thing? I think it's a little bit, a little bit each because there's 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 many different ways to go about it. I mean. Um, you know, I, I got into like electronic music. I mean, mainly was was what I'd gotten into and like why I'd wanted to do it when I was younger. And also, that's the first like format that you see that's presentable. I mean, you you kind of hear about radio DJs, but radio DJing even you know by the the mid nineties, whatever, had died. At least oh, yeah. at least in America. I mean, maybe like oh, yeah. John Peel or something like that in the UK was around other radio shows and like say like anything on Radio One or the, the BBC. Like they still kind of had like the DJ was still like like a live talent. But I, I feel like in the United States or in a small town, there was no. Radio show that like you tune the dial into like you were like your friends sat and hang out because this guy was going to play something new and interesting. It was like oh it's the same ten songs or fifteen to twenty five songs by that's artist that has like breadth and scope. They just hear the same thing. So it was just so interesting hearing all this new music okay. and this this constant you know new barrage. Going so, back to that real quick, do you remember <laughs> late nineties, early two thousands around here? Extreme Radio had that Sunday night radio show. Do you remember what it was called? I do not. It hurts when I pee. Yes, actually. and they would play local. They would play local talent from Vegas. This and is new which music? Which station? Which uh, extreme radio? One hundred seven five here, out of Vegas. But no, yeah, okay. no, so basically, I mean, some of our only lifelines in Kingman, Arizona, 
Um, you had, you know, you had, you had country music station. You might get the classical station, which you know I would still have to listen to now because they had like NPR news and stuff like that. But and then it was just it was country, classic rock, oldies, oldies, pretty much it. Which they're they're all good in their own accord. But as like a young person, it's nice to get some diversity. So you had Extreme Radio out of Vegas that was doing like some of the alternative stuff that you might hear. You but you hear even like the Prodigy Tonight Chanels, which that doesn't seem like a far stretch. But you know now that would be a huge stretch. Almost, and then like Nirvana. Just kind of like more medley bands, but also like some and some electronica mixed in with that. And that was, I mean, the, really the only bastion of you know kind of new music or modern music that we could get into. And you, you could, you know, if you turn your antenna the right way, you, you get really good reception. It would be scratchy. Or every once I, in a while, I can remember um, with our mutual friend Paul uh, Sutherland mm-hmm. driving to um, like out to Mineral Park uh-huh. on the way to Vegas, and you the extreme radio would come like. It would come in and then we'd pull off on the side of the road and then smoke pot and listen to stream radio on Sunday nights. <laughs> I shit you not. Like, that's what we no, did. No, you know, you know yeah, <clears throat> of course. Joe. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, 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 bring a Bible and uh, <laughs> okay. read, a, read, read scripture for you a while. You know what? The only person I'm ever worried about that would listen to this that would be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you said that, would be Portia. And she knows that I smoked lots and lots of grass and it was really good and it was a lot of fun. Okay. All right. But yeah, I mean, it, but be, also be free to talk about that. If you were a kid, you were a kid, and if you're doing whatever you're doing, it's not really none of my business or anyone else's mm-hmm. business. I mean, be your own person. And are, are you doing the things you need to do in life? Well, yeah, are, I think so. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Th- th- then it's then it's settled, you know. And, and if you're, you're doing something better, then you know, move on from it. But no, I mean, that's the thing with me, like music that always inspired. Like saying, like saying, like shows like that. Just hearing new stuff and like really being obsessed with that. Did you spin records at parties during high school? No, not at all. And I, I wish if, if I would have had the means or if I would have really focused more and had the means to do that. But, you know, it was also kind of weird. Like we would go out to parties or something like that and I'd be like the crazy guy that would have his like, own boom box or we'd be out like, in, you know, at the cow ponds or something like that. And I would bring like a boom box and be playing like techno music or I'd be playing like a mix CD. Because to me it was so interesting. It was so much more interesting than whatever else they were listening to. Yeah. Um, and then there was just, it was an absolute, just a complete obsession for me. I mean, it was just com- completely, I, you know, and there were a lot of people, there was a lot of drug use and other things going on along with that. And I was more afraid of the drug use because I thought that the drug use that was kind of involved with it was not good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think even at a young age, I don't know why I was more socially conscious. Or maybe it was seeing the people that I've known my whole life doing things that I was like, this is out of character for you, you know, and, and, and not being comfortable with that. I and mean, I just kind of focused on the music. And even are, you, then, are you talking about folks that you had seen grow up that got into drugs and it just kind of went over the deep yeah, end? Yeah, and, 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 and I, I can't like, really want to speak. I was you know, smoking pot and experimenting with things at a young age as well. But when, when it became a focus, you know, and, and that was, I would say music for me was like a saving grace where I couldn't get focused just on partying. Um, and just just that, like, that, it was almost like going and hanging out with, with people and being able to play music, at, even at that age, like at parties, like, they would have these certain CDs they play. I'm like, it's it's okay, but it's kind of shit. Right. And like, who, how the, I, you know, the reason I knew anything is because I, I really, like, bred that culture within myself at a young age. Like, you know, our local, you know, record store Hastings actually had magazines. Um, like Spin magazine. Well, you know, well, the Spin would be more of, like, kind of, like, pop and, like, urban music. Okay. Like, better words are hip-hop or rap. But there was Mixed Mag. Um, they had ID. They basically had all DJ magazines, which is like a little like lesser known story. But basically, the guy Ron, I believe it's Ron, that ended up being the manager at Hastings was a DJ at the Royal Arena when I was really young, growing up. And Ron ended up being the manager at Hastings, and that's the only reason I think that maybe all these DJ magazines were there because I don't think he Ron was necessarily into the music all the time. But if he had, there was like every DJ magazine was there. There was Mix Mags, there was International DJ. Um, oh, there was a couple other DJ magazines I can't really think of, but. I was just so obsessed, and I just literally dug for that information. And a lot of people in, in school that I went to school with, I mean, 
besides the people I know to this day that I've still DJed with and grown up with, like no one really knows that information on me. Or maybe, I guess, or maybe they do, but like you just, you kind of pursue your interests on your well, own. Well, it's kind of obvious, listen to you now that that was a huge interest and still is because you do it very, very well. I mean, it's not, you're not just a half-assed DJ like at this local strip club <laughs> that we're, Oh. I, I wish I, I wish I was. I it's wish you had that guy's sound system. I really, I really wish you did. Jesus but no, Christ. it was just one of those things. I, I, I can't. I mean, I would say it definitely was a part of some of my upbringing. Like I grew up with music all the time. Like going on road trips, and uh, I, always, I always used to tell my dad, he's like, you know, I, this is all your fault. I hope you know. So you're which wait, which, wait, which, wait which, his fault or your dad's? No, my dad's fault. Oh, okay. He's like joke, but it's, it's half joke, but it's half not. I mean, we just everywhere we went, music was always around. Any road trip we went on, there was cassettes. There was so bass. your father was really into music. You're saying, he, what, yeah, he was really into saying. music, but also his own. Like you know, where everyone's into the Beatles or all these other bands, that right. everyone else knew as cultural icons. I was completely not really aware of some of them. Besides, I mean, it was more like say like the Led Zeppelins or the Pink Floyds, which is Pink Floyd was you know equally huge as well. But the weirder, I feel with like the weirder end of the spectrum. Yeah, with without my father being a very like hippy dippy kind of guy. I mean, a very hardworking, very dedicated like individual to like making sh- making shit happen for us as, as kids and growing up but just having that it, it was always always music always the radio was always on and then we started even having games when i was a kid like we would go on road trips and it would kind of like quiz me or like i would ask about this band or ask about this and ask, i just had that knack with it i just i was obsessed like obsessed like we used to go on like road trips and we like said so we'd have quiz like i could hear certain guitar players but like this is the this is this band i didn't know the guitar player's name but i knew the band or I knew the singer's voice and it just got like that. Just tell by the sound, and you were you were dialed in. And then that, so, so that was an easy transition when I got into electronic music. I mean, that obsession just went on to something else and something new. And this thing was that was my dad's thing. This was my thing, I think. And like looking back, I mean, that was definitely not the conscious decision. You know what was going on at the point, but uh, but it was there. It existed. Well, well, well yeah. But yeah. now looking at it like reflectively in hindsight, I think that that's probably part of it. That obsession and that 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 drive was already there. So when I got to my own music that I kind of owned was my own, and I've been having that knowledge, and I've always kind of cultivated that and kept that for a long, you know. Whether anyone else got what the hell I was talking about or not it never really mattered. It really didn't. It, it, it was just something that was personal to me that I'm going to continue, you know, keep with it and keep continuing on to. Especially because electronic music, because no one. I mean, even 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 to, the, even to this day in my hometown, even even though that you know electronic music or EDM is what they'll call it now, right? Um, just to simplify it, or it's it's kind of it's kind of like I don't know. I guess it, like, I, I believe it's scratched scratch the surface just a little bit. Because I've always thought, oh man, that's because I, I, I've always kind of dabbled with electronic music, mostly industrial stuff from the '90s. Well, it was great, like Nine Nails or Skinny got, Puppy, or uh, Nine Inch Nails, Skinny Puppy. Um, no, no, yeah, Skinny Puppy. Uh, even early Ministry. Moby stuff had some weird, weird like industrial kind of shit to it, like real hard, the hard, <clears throat> the hard drum machines and synthesized guitars and whatnot. But uh, no, even today at the car wash, pulling through the kid drying off the car, and I look over and it's like, holy shit, that kid has a dead mouse. Uh, belt, right? It had a belt said "Dead Mouse" on it. And it's incredibly mainstream, but that's not something I would have seen. No, not even at all. Ten years ago. Well, well even even you know, freaked me it, out it, a little it, bit. We were growing up, no, fifteen years ago, or say eight, it almost be twenty years ago now. I mean, that's that's how it would be like ninety six or something like that. Like, it just wasn't really talked about. Now in England and other places in Europe, it was it was huge. I mean, that was it was a big you know form of music that. But I you know I think it's because they were in a smaller you know kind of realm area. And even by then, I mean ninety six was when I'm finding out about it. But by then, the music had already been seven years old or so. Right. You know, it, it, people in Europe, I mean, that they had the Summer of Love in, in 89 in London. Or not London, but like, you know, kind of like all over England. 
and uh, the acid house parties like that, like all that kind of stuff, like people going to raves in 89. But all this stuff you're talking about, so this did really happen over there before it happened here, you're saying? This is really... Well, the music started here was was kind of born from here. I mean, I mean, it depends how. I mean, we can go really deep in a lot of. Different well, I hate to bring this genre, I, 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 but like, I, I, dub, oh no, no, but dub, I mean, dubstep, for example, that was English. That was that was from England, I believe. So one, of course, one little bar in England, I believe, started dicking around with this kind yeah, of sound, yeah. and that's where it came from. Yeah. So uh, there was there was something called Ford, but I mean, the history of dance music goes so far back. I mean, it goes all the way back to like say like New York and the disco era, mm. and I mean that that's where all this club culture goes into. I mean, by the time I had got a hold of it in '96, I mean it had been. And we'll just we'll just say for the sake of everybody, like twenty five for just to be able to count the years up. But you know, like disco really kicking off in seventy five, and then where everyone kind of thought it had died because America basically, I think, was terrified of people enjoying themselves and having a great time. You know, well, had the, the, the taint of disco was kind of still well because it was it was it, look it's it's it was it was silly and it was fun and there was people were raucous and crazy and there was drug taking and it was black and it was Latino and it was queer and it was transgender and it wasn't fucking white and it wasn't straight and and and, and that's and that's how what it, it wasn't this and it you know, scares the shit out and that's it, why they it, blew it, up all those albums it, it, or whatever what stadium exactly, was it they the disco uh, sucks uh, yeah I mean it, not Comiskey, it just it just it, it just ter- yeah. it, ter- it ultimately terrifies people. As opposed to like embracing something that's different or change and bringing in and like helping further your progress as a civilization, let's just be scared of it. Let's not face it. Let's just shun it and put it in a corner. And it never goes away. You know, it, you know, it, it's like it's like having uh, this is crude, but it's like having your dog take a crap in the corner of your house and knowing it's there because it's it just you. I mean, I'm saying crap because this culture isn't crap, but I mean, just for an analogy, there's crap in the corner. And as opposed to facing it and scooping it and picking it up or embracing it and putting it where it needs to be or, you know, doing anything with it, I guess crap's kind of a bad analogy because you're just, you know, end up throwing it away. But the analogy is perfect. That's kind of what we did. We just, there's, there's something, you know, in the cor- and we just don't want to face it. And you just let it age and let it age, let it grow versus like doing something to pick it up or to, you know. And, and then and, you have the people that are consciously doing that. And then you have the subconscious folks that are just like, oh, yeah, they're going along. They're kind of riding the coattails of the, the the ignorant folks and the folks that are being a little more conscious about it. And the other the the younger folks are like, yeah, well, that's fuck fuck disco. I'm gonna listen to Kiss and not a, really. Well, they kissed did disco exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. And then everyone embraced that trend. One of my favorite examples uh, I never really thought about until I saw this documentary. It's about ten years old now. It's called uh, Metal uh, Headbangers Journey, and great great documentary. But there's a little bit in there how they 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 show clips of people being interviewed outside of a Judas Priest concert. And it's like all these girls just throw themselves at, oh, God, Rob Halford. Oh, my God, I'd suck his dick. I'm going to fuck his brain. I'm going to ride him like Seabiscuit. I mean, these girls are just going crazy about how sexy Rob Halford is and how much they like his studded leather jacket. And if and they had any like, idea. And then, and the, no and then you any have idea. the dudes. No like like a couple idea. minutes later, you have the guys that are like, oh, man, he's such a badass. But he fucks so many chicks. And, and I'm watching it laughing hysterically because this is now 20 years, 25 years after the fact we know that Rob Halford is gay. And all the black leather studded everything was straight out of bondage clubs, gay bondage clubs and queer bondage clubs in the 70s and 80s. And it's fucking beautiful. It's beautiful because these people had no fucking idea. Right. And he would, and, and he, and, you know, and to his credit, though, he didn't tell them as well, though, either. Oh no, but but uh, yeah, there's the, a certain level of like, it's like a tongue in cheek kind of thing. It, it just and the people that knew probably knew. But what I almost feel like maybe if you should have done is like maybe if that stuff was embraced a lot earlier on. Oh I mean, yeah, of course it would have been career suicide. But 
you know, embraced that earlier or if everyone would have stepped and fought for that a lot earlier and got over it, maybe we'd be in a far different place. We'd be now. a little more progressed. Yeah, a, no, I agree. A lot, a lot more progressed. And, and everyone's so terrified of that progression. But what? It, it all kind of goes back to that it, Bill you're, Hicks. You're still afraid of the dark. We have flashlights. Yeah, it's weird. You know, like, 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 can we not... Can we not get over this thing, guys? Can we? Can we? We grow up now. Are you, re- are you? Are you ready to be a real person? Can you do this for yourself? I mean, can you? Apparently, a lot of people can't. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm learning. <laughs> they well, can't. I think, I, think, well, I think we're we're all learning it because yeah. it's it as opposed to, like it's it's uncomfortable, so I don't want to talk about it. Right. Like, it's uncomfortable. Let's talk. And about that it. helps, it. right? That helps. Right. To not talk about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That, that, that makes everything better. Yeah. <laughs> that makes makes everything better. If we just I think not that's talk true. About actually, I mean, you have like a molestation in the clergy they didn't talk about that and it's obviously the problem went away <laughs> that's my point joe um <laughs> that's horrible it's fucking awful i know I, I'm but let's talk, well, how about no, 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 mainstream music no 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 no, 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 no laugh, laughing at it is not horrible no laughing at no what perfect. they did what, is, they, what they did is horrible yeah uh, us yes. being able to satire about this thing is 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 fine. It's yes. the best way to, to get it out it, and it open really and is. talk well, about it. Full, it's full it's full like fat. I talked. I've, we talked about racism. It. Like yeah, Paul and I. I know you, Jeremiah. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, we we, we met at the KKK. I, I, I love it, yeah. killing minorities. That's why I own These are not our beliefs. If people were to walk into middle of our conversations talking about, they would think that we're they would think we are absolutely from Mississippi. KKK grand wizards. I would think that they watch these conversations talk about it. No, but like you know. Maybe. People are kind of taken aback when they hang out with us, especially the three of us. And Jesus Christ, we add in Mike. Yeah, right. Spence sucks, yeah. Mike Hinman. It, it people lose their mind. Like, what the fuck did he just say? Those guys are wow. Jesus, they are oh racist. God, I can't. Well, I would say about racist stuff. I would say just more like it was just about openly. Uh, yeah, just a, but, but see, they don't really know but, us. Is the point? They're not. They don't want really to get that we're satiring it or whatever. I like or, to think that kind of like how you said your father. Your father talked to you about or taught you the, the music and kind of gave you that obsession. And then when it was time for you to grow up, you kind of took that obsession and went that pushed the next step further. Mm-hmm. I was raised, you love everybody regardless of, you know, race or creed or motto. As long as they're not being shitty to you or your family or your loved ones, love them. Love the person. It doesn't matter what kind of what kind of race they are, whatever. If they're different, we should celebrate our diversity. I take that one step further and fucking joke about our differences because that's the way we should be doing is celebrating all of our differences. So well, like have you, if have you have on the average, most white people can't dance. On the average, most black people can. That's true. I mean, let's talk about. And I don't black. have a problem with let's that. Talk about soul food. And I kind of wish I could. Yeah, yeah, right. How many? I, how much more tail could you really get if you were a great dancer and went to these different? You know, really, uh, well, but I also, can cut a fucking rug. Thank you very much. But also, like, I'm good I, I, on again, that. again, again, you know what I'm saying? Ah, like, no, I, I know. What well, you again, mean. again, like culturally, like we we had like the most boring dancing. Yes. Well, though line dancing can be fun, I like stuff like that. But like like the baroque and all this podcast like, is there was, over. There was nothing, nothing, nothing fun. You no, know, I, nothing, nothing really, really carefree. Nothing. The electric times, slide? Come yeah, on, Joe. Thank you. Exactly. How many times have you played the electric slide, DJ Jeremiah Green? How many times do you think you played it? No, I've had to play the cha-cha slide more than the electric slide. Well, but it's also, it's it's more of like playing it because that's something basic that everyone can get down with. It's because uh, it's, uh, uh, it's a simple thing. But also, I still can't do it. You know, you, you, can, you can, people can shit on it all they want, but uh, the fact that it'll bring people together to actually get people, the mass yes. on the dance floor together, that's where, that's where the nice moment is in it. You know, yes, it's annoying. Yes, it's obnoxious. Yes, I played it too many damn times. But is it but, fun? Fuck yes. Well, it, really, it's it. it I, I I like to use it as transition track because once they're all on the dance floor, and they're there, now I can hopefully get into something else that actually matters. 
something that actually culturally has some kind of weight or something that carries, you know, maybe go from that into like Billie Jean or something or something that has a heartbeat or some prints or something that has some rhythm, has some soul, go somewhere. Right. Or you could even use other types of songs, say, you know, like back, like whatever. Like now that I've finally drawn you out from your seats, you've, you know, and then you've, you've gotten away from your table of comfort and you're, you've been coaxed out by your, you know, your niece and whoever else like be out there on the dance floor. Now I can go somewhere with you. All now, right. So, so, here. so do you keep going with that? In other words, if it's cha 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 and then you do a Billie Jean, I'm just gonna run that same mm-hmm. line that you said, then do you kind of a half a notch more and kind of keep pushing it a little bit more in the next song and the next song to where always, you always, you always try to grow and push it. I mean, if I've got you out there, I've got your attention. I mean, that's, that's what I'd like to do with you. I mean, let's, let's, let's do something. Let's, you're going to go back to the electric slide. You're going to keep pushing it, then go it, forward. It, it, depends, it depends on the crowd. And it depends on like, you know, cause I might go from like the, say like electric slide into like the, the Cupid shuffle or something like that, or just cause I've got them out now. Cause I mean, it depends on how long you have the wedding and how, how into, or how or how into the music or how open free the people are of the audience, but the idea always is to, to try to keep them captured or try to keep them interested or try to keep them out there where they they can be there with each other and and really embracing that moment. Not thinking that I need to get home and catch my reruns or I got to feed the dog or all this other stuff that really doesn't matter. I mean, it does. Yeah, of course, you don't starve your dog or whatever. But shut up, enjoy yourself, relax, have some drinks. You have all of us here, all of these people. That you may or may not know, but like embracing that that community kind of like uh, experience, I think is is the most important thing. It, is it a challenge to you? Like if you go to a venue and you you can kind of s- scope out the crowd and you can kind of tell what you know what they are, the demographic or whatever. Mm-hmm. So do, is it at some point you go, yeah, this is going to be tough. I'm going to have to do this. I'm going to go this route to really try to get them out there because yeah, that's what you'd like to see, right? You'd like to see a lot of involvement and in right. then to come out. So is is it a challenge to you i think it's a challenge every time yeah i mean in yeah. some aspect but sometimes not really i mean because if you're looking at it as something you have to conquer then it's something you have to conquer as yeah. opposed to you're looking at like well i'm here i'm going to be myself i'm going to do what i can do and it's also very different in terms of what kind of dj i mean there's there's wedding djing there's the djing where i'm playing at a bar um there's the djing where i'm playing at like a party where i hired to play like at a private party there's the djing where i'm throwing events and the people are actually coming to see me and the other djs that i book based on who they think I am or based on my trust now that I developed over years of them hearing me. Um, there's a lot of different scenarios, so they're all very, very different. Um, you know, if I'm, am I playing, you know, cause I, I do all kinds of things. I've done their like three day for life here in Kingman for the last 11 years. And I was the only DJ, you know, like when they very first stopped, like the music would stop at 10 and then from 10 o'clock at night until six in the morning was me for eight hours. You know, and and this is you this really the, hate cancer, the, don't this, you? This is it. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, really, a, a quick. Uh, it's not should really be a side note, but it is a real story. I mean, uh, one of the guys that I started DJing with, uh, it's got Eric Nelson that went by Silky, the one I went to school with. He ended up becoming a DJ, and when I moved back to town from San Diego, and I, you know, it was kind of hearing about people getting into DJing. I mean, it was it was just very few and far between. I mean, anything you you can find that someone was like picking up something cultural in your hometown was very very. Uh, it was awesome. It was it was great because I was collecting all these records when when I moved back from San Diego, and then you know he was DJing as well. But uh, and it, anyway, he ended up getting cancer and dying. Well, then my friend James Rutherford, who I was also a cancer survivor, asked me to do like a relay for life in Pasadena, so I did one there. But I told him, I said, "Why am I doing this out here when I should be using this in my own community?" So that's when I sought out the relay or sought out the relay for life, and here in Kingman, I've been doing it ever since. But yeah, I mean, just playing music. I mean, imagine that. Like you, you're, you're set up. You're on a pr- pretty amateur sound system uh, at that time. Um, actually, I think it was my my own. It might have been like four speakers total at like the at the the South Campus 
stadium playing on a, like a little hokey stage but I mean it was they were doing the best they could to raise money to ever but for eight hours I'm playing and at that time I think it was all vinyl when wow. I started. so I'm playing Jesus. I'm playing vinyl I mean the technology was there but I didn't have the money for that any of that and I'm playing you know a lot of like classic rock albums and whatever else I can find definitely no, not a lot of modern stuff so it was probably torturous to like the youth that were there and then maybe like sneaking in some like house records or disco records or techno records or something like that at the time. Do you remember the first time you DJed in front of people that people said, let's, you know, like, was a party or an event or something? Do you remember when that was or what it was? I mean, one of the first parties like I ever did was, like, like setting my turntables in, like, my parents' kitchen, like, at my house when I actually had, like, a beginning set of turntables and, like, playing records and having some other people play records there. Then another party at my friend Dylan's house. Did you guys know each other then? And we knew each other then, but we well, did. We knew we, each other, but we weren't exactly we, we, in the we, same circles. Yeah, we, okay. we, we, we kind of like went separate ways just after high school. Um, yeah, I but you know, but there were also yeah. those times like at parties and house parties, I would play, I'd put on CDs and stuff like that. There were certain CDs. When you, about how old were you then? When I was first putting on CDs for people, I yeah, or like, yeah, whatever, just kind of taking care of the music. You were, 16, you were the guy. 17. Well, it was kind of everyone. Was, everyone was kind of the guy back then. It was just more like open format okay. before iPods and everything else. Okay. Um, but where I was really, really like doing it was like throwing. You eventually, gonna start throwing your own parties, and you've got to kind of get braver and braver, and just kind of get into it. Okay. You know, I mean, the, the first late late teens, let's just say. Yeah, like late teens, and then it okay. kind of stalled, and then I started getting into DJing and started learning about DJing, and moved to San Diego, started looking to collect records, and it's just interesting. I mean, it, it, it's it's been a very natural progression. Did you move to San Diego? You were then you were away from here, so you were not involved at that point with your family's business. Was it before you decided to get more involved with it, or so I was always at the family business. I mean, that's where I mean I think I would say in some aspects, like I definitely developed some kind of a work ethic or some kind of understanding about. I wouldn't say I had an understanding about how the world worked at by any means. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say that I was. I don't know. My, my, my parents have always been there to kind of help out to a degree, but. And we started very humbly and then move, I, it was I, you know being around people that you could see that were constantly working to better their lives you know from like living at like a really small home to living in a trailer to living in a bed okay like like an actual like a two-bedroom house or three-bedroom house into a better house like there was this this progression and then like getting involved in family business you know they always you know like hey do you want to take out the trashes and you can earn some money well I'm like I wanted to buy video games and whatever other you know stuff you're into mm-hmm. whenever you're 12 or 11 and but even before that like doing chores and everything else i mean there was always some kind of like a business like you don't just get money yeah you know it might not be very hard like you clean your room you, you pick up the dog shit and you get a dollar but it's learning that that's ex- a building block it's learning that exercise of doing that and then you know a game at the time would be still probably about 40 bucks or something like that in the 80s or something like that they might let me get close to like 25 or 30 bucks or something and then maybe like pitching the other half or something but I was still kind of like learning that. Like you so, had to be involved. You was your main thing. Yeah, it was you that was doing it. Right. And then, so, so I was involved in the family business when I was like 12 through maybe about 15 or something like that. Um, just taking out trash. I'm not involved in the family business, but like taking out trashes, putting away stock, doing whatever I was in the, the business. And, and so like, you moved to San Diego. Why or how did that happen or uh, what was the thing? I basically just was, I wanted to get the hell away from Kingman. Okay. It was so like at, at that point, I mean, I think every, a lot of us and a lot of kids now that still grow up that way um, at, at, at the time we were kids, you just wanted nothing to do. You were so, there was just nothing. Right. There was just absolutely, it felt like a, I mean, it's weird to say that, again, but it just felt like a hopeless place. It was just, it was terrible. Uh-huh. It was just a hope that like there was nothing. No one cared about the youth. No one cared about the culture. No one cared about us. Like you came here, you lived, you grew up in this whatever, and you got out. Like you hopefully escaped to college or went uh-huh. to the military or something like that. So when I had a, a chance for my friend Paul, 
whose like mother or stepmother like was like uh, the really influential teacher for me and in like the, like the fourth grade and like her his his father was actually like via knowing her um, very influential but anyway you know I had a relationship with Paul also you know around the time Joe and I had met but anyway uh, he had, had was staying in an apartment or subletting an apartment from his sister here uh, no in San Diego okay and was like hey you know do you want to move out here and I was like hell yes and I, okay. was, I was just hell bent and like basically one month after um, I was done with high school. That was I, it. I bounced and, and went out there and just to do it. I had no idea what I was doing. I never lived on my own. I could cook at least. At least I had that for me. What did you do I, when you I, got I, there? I, uh, for a while, nothing. <laughs> I pissed away whatever little bit. Of, I, I honestly <coughs> drugs. <coughs> you know, I really wish it was that. Like this, this is how. This, this, see, this is how weird things get with with music. So you know, you go out there and you're young, and you know, at the time I'm pretty into like smoking pot and drinking alcohol. Um, and kind of whatever, like partying, kind of being loose. It was just kind of what you, what we did through school, which all throughout high school it didn't matter. It didn't matter. No, like yeah. it really did. It like, really did. That, that's that was the time to waste time. This is one thing that I'll just trade this other way really quick. I I like that I had kind of gotten that out of the way at a young age, and then my friends went to college, and they had so chastised me for being into this stuff. Then they went to college and pissed away hundreds of thousands of dollars of their lives, <laughs> it just to do the same shit yeah. that I had already done. Previously, it was like, why don't we just for pennies? For yeah, for pennies. Yeah, for <laughs> and, and and it it didn't bury my family or bury any uh, anyway. I'm, I'm not trying to get on high horse. I'm just saying like yeah, they, they should have looked at the bigger picture. And not that I intentionally did that or anything, but anyway, you know, so moving moving uh, moving away and did nothing for a little while. Did nothing for a little while. Just kind of floated around. Well, you're yeah. out in the world. Yeah, I'm now out of Kingman, and I go around like, look, someone's got a tattoo, and someone's got a piercing, and someone is wearing there's this. There's an ocean, it's, and someone is wearing this, and they're doing this, and no one gives a shit what anyone's doing. Yeah, no one's talking shit about anyone else. No one's up anyone else's butt. We're no, we're no longer, you know, I'm no longer part of the spectrum of, you know, when you're in a small town, you're a small community, you just kind of all like, this is your own. This is the whole. This is the whole universe. Yeah. This little tiny tiny thing. Even though my parents did take me out, I traveled, so I at least feel like I had some of that knowledge. Uh, but once I was free, like free, 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 to have my own thoughts and to be away from everyone and everything, besides the certain friends that you still kept in contact with, so I was an avid person. Like still to this day, like st- talks on the phone with people, calls people. Like we just, I, 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 when you meet people that you connect with, you, you still, you still keep those dialogues, but. I'm just moving out there. I just really kind of floated around, and I had some friends from Arizona that were out there as well. My friend Bree and her brother and her other, my friend Leaf and some other people out there, and really just kind of floated around. But then, you know, eventually you can only slack for so long before your bills start, you know, starting other things. Like, oh, I'm not eating anymore. I'm not going to be able to eat and start having to get a job. But also at the same time, I started, you know, I, I was skating down, uh, like downtown San Diego. I was skating by and like hear like drum and bass music, and I'm like I'm skateboarding down. And I turn back around. I'm like. I'm like, what's this? And it's a record shop, and that was that was it. I mean, it 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 started right then, right there. I mean, instantly, like like like, how does this work? I'm like, oh, you know, you can turn in your ID, and we'll give you a turntable deal that you can listen to your records. I'm like, any of these records? I'm like, yeah, as many as I want. They're like, yeah, <laughs> and I can listen to all. I can listen to all this music because there was none of that here. Yeah, there, there, there was there was no listening station to get into music. So it was, it's like, okay, here's some crack. Uh, here here's here's your pipe. And just keep stuffing it, and just keep stuffing it, and stuffing it, and stuffing it, and load it. And, you know, and you know, I mean, I I I just use it because it it really was like an addictive thing to me. It was it was I it was insatiable, in fucking insatiable, 
And I ended up like buying my first record that day was the Chemical Brothers Setting Sun, which is very, it's very, uh, it's very specific to me because that record was one of the first records I ever heard that like was electronic music that I thought blew my mind. You still have that record? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. It's actually the background on my on my phone <laughs> uh, because it's it's really it's one of those like important records to me. I can imagine that what you're saying, you know, that moment again coming from here because I know how this is, it's much better now, but I can imagine back then. And then San Diego, and I have family that's on the West Coast, so I it just blew your mind. They, like I said, you give them your ID. And you can just, just be there all day listening to stuff. It's yeah, it was, just, it, was just, it, was just, it was just it was just like an open open for and and the whole experience in general of the area there would be like a hookah bar like like at you know if I couldn't sleep because or I didn't want to sleep at midnight because I'm not my parents' house I'm not doing anything I could go to this coffee shop and I can drink tea and coffee at midnight and play chess with some old bum from who knows where or some other guy or mm-hmm. some other kid and smoke hookah or she should be way before it's been anything you know, anything and just. Mm-hmm. Hang out. It was just nice to be like, okay, now, you know, child. Now I'm an adult and I can be free. And that was the thing with like, you know, getting into the music for me. So that's where it got. I was so into. Like, I was basically started being poor. I ended up getting a job selling bikes because my friend Paul had gotten a job at this place uh, called Bike USA in San Diego. I don't even know if they're still around or not. But anyway, it just started becoming a job to like support my vinyl addiction. I mean, okay. I was just wanting to buy vinyl so much, and it got to the point where I was like, not interested in smoking weed. Not interested in drinking beer because I wasn't really an alcohol, much of an alcohol guy at all, really. But it's more of like a weed kind of thing. But even that, I was like, I, I just want to buy records, and and I was really getting obsessed with like wanting to DJ parties or play parties. I didn't know how I was going to do it or how it was going to work out, but I knew I had to have records. Yep. I mean, you can do nothing. I mean, it. it, it I, the other the other things were easy. I just I needed to to buy music and I needed to to have some kind of an arsenal to do that. I think you're kind of lucky, not, I said you, you, whatever, anybody is kind of fortunate or lucky to have been bitten by any kind of bug like that when you're younger. I, I think that, that, that I, would, I would definitely agree with that. Be, because I think I was bitten by it, even though I was in aviation my entire life. I didn't really follow my father's footsteps, but there was a thing when I first saw composite aircraft and I couldn't get away from them. I couldn't, I couldn't see enough of them. I couldn't do, I, I couldn't explain it either. It was just what they were and it was, it was kind of the direction I wanted to go. And at some point when you have no money or you want to go work on them, you got to, you know, it's just a fact that that's going, this is going to be your life. You know, it kind of in a way, you're not sure exactly the path, but no is never an answer. Something's going to happen where you're going to make yourself available or go there, do this, be involved with it. And I think that a lot of people, it's unfortunate because they never are bitten that way hard enough to where it doesn't matter. Failure is not an option. To keep going with this in this. Well, I like that. Like, really, I love that you said you're, you're bitten by it because it, it really it's like it, it's indescribable. It, it yeah. is just it, it makes zero sense to anybody. Like I'll, I like I love like when my parents came 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 to visit and I had like sold my TV set for you know I just got on the TV set in December and by July it probably be August or so at that point I had sold this TV that should have had around the same value for fifty dollars at a pawn shop to buy five records. And I was tickled to death that I had gotten five. That was a good deal for you. Five records. I mean, I, no, really. I was hard up. Like I had to, like like get someone to, like to help me haul the TV because I was like, get rid of this. I need fifty bucks right now to get five records. Like this is this is it. And I had like a, a janky turntable. I just didn't care. I didn't need the TV anymore. I didn't have cable yeah. anyway. Who, who cares? But no, but it's really. I, I think people have that bug, but I think people get scared by it, or people are shot down by it. And I, you know, they're they're shot down to like not pursue some of their interests. They have right. naysayers. 
People right. are like, that's stupid. Why would you do that? And, and, and really, yeah. it, it's, my, it's, my, it's my parents' effect. I mean, they, they, I think they had tried for a while. Uh, when I, when they would you know wake up in the middle of the night like their son's like listening to music with like the headphones on like dancing with glow sticks or whatever and he's not high on drugs but they must have <laughs> fucking thought sure and really I mean that like I just I just didn't I just I had these like I just had this obsession with this music mm-hmm. like it just was so so it, it, it innate in me and then and going on into everything else I mean I some people have that and some people don't but I also think yeah. that the problem is people shut it down or people are afraid to keep pursuing. I mean, thank God I'm stubborn. I think that I think stubbornness is another thing. The, the vast majority of people, when I'm told, and probably Joe has read stuff like this, but I believe about the fourth grade, I've read articles on where teachers say that that's about when the light starts dimming from their eyes, because within school and certain amount of things, it's like, for, but some will make it through and still have. If it, when the right snake bites you, then you're gonna you're gonna get hooked. But that's what they say. They say this. That that's about when it is for most kids. Absolutely. When they stop questioning stuff or stop their interest, kind of wanes about. Everything and actually, uh, it's kind of where it goes away. Janelle and I were talking about this yesterday because uh, she does. She, you know, she has a master's degree in education. Mm-hmm. Her her primary focus is essentially early childhood development and special ed. But sh- we were talking about the kind of the dumbing down of uh, of, of at least at least in in America. This like is, creativity, this is, this, huh? Of creativity, of creativity. Yeah, <laughs> and it all has to do with money. Has to do with not enough money for the for a lot of schools to have uh, you know creativity. That's which one of the biggest reasons why I'm really glad that uh, Lynn and I never put Porsche into the academy uh, because they don't have music, they don't have an arts, they don't have any arts that you have to be you have to have that stuff to be a well-rounded individual. And how else? Like, unless you have for sure, if, unless you have uh, enough stimuli around you, you're never going to find that bug. Like you right. with with music, or you Paul with composites. I, I know, thought the academy like, was considered a better school. Yeah, people think it's a better school when they come here from California. Okay. Well, when you go uh, and you spend then, money on something, and, then if you throw money in, in a hole, it's automatically better. Okay. Yeah, clearly, sure. clearly. Now it was it Been was there. a higher quality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've definitely thrown money at some holes in my day. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, at one point in time, in the beginning, when uh, 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 what's her name, uh, uh, Betty Rowe, was that her name? She was a principal at Wallapai for years. She start went left the school district and started the academy. For about five years, it was great. And then she, I think either she died or she retired. And then it just turned to shit from there. And now they teach to the test. That's it. So you have a kid that can pass a great a test and look really good on paper. But in, in reality, they go to college and they fucking struggle. Well, that's even... And that's most of, well, that's, most that, of them. Well, that's the same thing like us. Like, except that for now that I hear that they're teaching kids how to... Uh, Balance checkbooks and all these other things, but yet they've 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 quit teaching driver's ed. But right, which there, there's, there's so many. I, I personally, there, there, I, there, there's so many other things like like really you, you're so get get this right. So you're 18 and you don't know how to drive and you have a job. Well, of course you have a job because you weren't taught how to drive. There's no importance on any type of individuality or independence. Right. Although the, if the, I had this a like choice a between teaching crazy. a kid, like having it, like, but but a lot of it goes back on the parents. So you can't rely completely on the schools. No, but also like yeah, if they're not paying enough attention. But I mean, God damn it! Like this is this is they're they're a they're a sponge at this point. Oh yeah, you can teach them anything. Throw all, them as much stuff as you possibly yeah. can. That's interesting. Not just that, that you're gonna do math, science, and English, and this is yeah, and fucking die on the inside, completely with wither up and die, and on just the a complete. Empty fucking closed box. Like, like in the beginning, they're an open box, 
that's empty. And we just keep you just sh- fucking we just fill keep, it. We just, we keep, just keep shutting those like closing doors. Well, what I'd say the fourth grade thing. I mean, maybe the, so I went for first second grade. Second grade was a huge year for me. It's weird that I remember all this shit, but it, it it's really easy. Was that your first like fire mixtape like, you dropped? Like yeah, fire. By- <laughs> I was going to no, say, I when just, he says second I, grade, it's a very I pivotal just, moment in my I, life. I, I just, I've never no. heard that sentence uttered. Second grade. I, I, second grade was a big I, I, had a great, I had a great teacher, this teacher named Miss um, Best. Well, that's imp- People say this, people impactful. No, I, I, this is the true deal. Nancy, Nancy yeah. Best, amazing, amazing human being. Uh, first time we heard about recycling. And this is, in sec- this is in 1989. So understand like how ahead of the curve this is. But it, 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 doesn't, it seems weird, but recycling, care about the planet's. Yes, she was probably a hippie. I get it. But you, you know, goddamn liberal hippie. But, but do you know how yeah. great that was to be like, oh, there's a world outside of, of my life about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And there's other things where, and like bringing in music into the classroom and like really encouraged by drawing and art. Because I was like really into like coloring and all this other stuff. Like I was like, obs- like obsessive, like really good at some of these things. And then, you know, you leave that class and went to third grade, had a really good teacher that had a really um, off-putting teacher that, that ended up subbing for this teacher because I think the teacher was sick or something like that. And I was almost about fed up with school and then going and meeting Miss Sutherland, who ended up being like almost like a lifelong friend um, and whose son I moved away with San Diego, mm-hmm. her stepson. Her stepson but, is who but, I say my other friend, Paul, that's in Georgia. Yeah, oh, so, that's he, one. He, yeah. Okay. Paul now lives in the area of Georgia where, where I came from. Came from. Mm-hmm. Conservation of Paul's. That's, it's a conservation of Paul's. so bizarre. <laughs> it is really fucking so, strange. So, so bizarre. But yeah, the, the, this teacher, Miss Sutherland, in fourth grade, uh, that was one of the first years I'd be getting straight A's uh, ever. And I just killed it. But also, she embraced me as a person. Like, I was just, I, I, she just, like, got it. And she also kind of egged it on. I don't know if it was for her own entertainment or what it was. And I wish I You're an experiment, it. social experiment. I remember it more vividly. But, you know, like, I'd go to do the Pledge of Allegiance. And who knows where this shit comes from? I was like, I'd be like my name is Jeremy Green. No, no. Like, I had, like, this whole, like, yeah. to our country, tis of thee. Like, she still, to this day, <laughs> to oh, this day, I can't wait that to shit. talk to my, my, my monthly phone call with Karen and, and be like, Care, No, Karen, just say, just, just say my name. I swear, to, I, I, I mark my words, she will do that automatically. I wonder if she'll say, Oh, oh, that Jeremiah. I can't believe you and Joe, like him and Joe, you guys were so good with Paul. I could always trust y'all to go. With him, he would always make good decisions. And meanwhile, we're pulling out of the driveway and just like sparking up that. I don't think I, I, <laughs> I you know, shit you not. Well, well, here's the thing: like whether Karen, knew, you know, or she may know now, but you know, she was a very trustworthy. But she also like knew that in the core of core, whether this was something she was agreeable with or not, like we're not shitty people. Exactly. We're, 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 we're yeah. not gonna we're not yeah. gonna go out, like hey, let's go run over cats. And just like, just like, let's just destroy stuff to destroy it. She was one of those people. I never had her as an educator, and I heard so many people talk. She was big. So so well. She was huge for me. But I can tell you that after, like, you know, after knocking up my girlfriend at eighteen and becoming a father at nineteen, and still trying to hang out and be somewhat, you know, nineteen, technically a teenager, she was one of the only people who was age over the age of about forty that wasn't judgmental. She skipped over that part and was just like, "Oh, look at that little baby. Let me play with the ba- little baby Porsche." Like, and she's from Georgia, she's Porsche, she talks Porsche, and and just was so such a, a tremendous woman. And then I've now I hear you know twenty plus twenty five years later, people whose lives she touched, and she just I I kind of regret not moving here sooner so I could have had her as a teacher <laughs> or having her that. husband. 
Because Steve would have kicked my ass. <laughs> Steve, Steve was, Steve he was, was a, a teacher he also. He was also a fourth or fifth grade teacher. Yeah, so I remember, do you remember, like, I lived in their neighborhood. So I would, like, ride my bike, yeah. it, like, after I had graduated, like, mm-hmm. over to their house, like, hang out, like. And still just, hang out with them. Yeah. Just, just see them. That's very cool. But that's also very important, like, about adults embracing young children, like, and not treating them as children. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. It, it, like, you were just accepted into that. You know, I, remember, I, used, to call, I used to call Steve the Terminator. I don't know why, where this came because from. Because he kind of seemed like it. He just looked like was this really... Like, six foot two, jarhead. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. I hope he never listens to this podcast. Because uh, he said the word jarhead? He was, no, he was in the army. He's not, oh. He wasn't in well, the well, you, you, yeah. you just complimented him. Yeah, right. Oh, ooh. oh that was uh, Jeremiah Green. That's 928716. Uh, Steve was kind of a hard ass. Like He was very softened by... Karen. Karen, I would say, yeah. Karen definitely saw him. they taught him. a different school altogether. And they did, yeah, they taught at different schools. Which is smart. And they, the, she's just so, so, so sweet. Typical Southern school marm, for Christ's sake. Like, total fucking school marm. And Steve tried so hard to be like that. But, you know, Steve would just, he had his limit that he would reach. Well, it's like some- the old story. I, Ryan Forth, Tim Bonney, and uh, there was fucking somebody else a year younger than you that was in the same in the class where he did actually kick the desk. He got pissed off and kicked the desk across the room. Wow. Because, yeah, the kids were being such assholes. Like, you know, because you have one asshole kid that's you know, just an I, asshole. I think that's I think that's great though because it scares the shit out of Absolutely. Them. And Can't so, do it yeah, now. It says, 25 years later, they're still talking about it and they're still terrified of Steve and Steve's been <laughs> retired for 10 years. <laughs> no, but also like, it, you know, it kind of shows me like, oh, okay. Well, He's we're, a human. We're, He's not just a robot. We're done here. Yeah. We're, we're, oh, oh, this is over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is no longer fun. That does has four legs. You have to do the math. <laughs> like I could hear Steve saying something like that. But it's those people that shape our lives into into what we are today. Because there's like you you were starting to say earlier when he brought up uh, school teachers that there's people that you look back in the past and go, the reason I do this is because of that person. Yeah. There's a couple of teachers Good I can I can all bad. remember. Yeah. But I have Mr. Sanders. Remember Brett Sanders? Mm-hmm. I still call him Mr. Sanders, and that's how you can tell he called her Mrs. Sutherland. I never had her as a teacher, well, so I call her Karen. Like, I feel like I, I it's a term my, of respect. I, I lose something, yeah, but it is, it is Mr. Jennings. I'll I, never. I, I, he said, "Hey, you know, Joe, you it's it, you've been you graduated high school almost twenty years ago. You can call me Tom." No, nope, because Portia has had him last year for uh, oh, for chemistry. Yeah, he went back to teaching, and I was, "Oh, Mr. Jennings, how are you doing?" He's like, "Joe, you can you know it's been forever." You can call me Tom. Yeah, I can't call you Tom. That's, yeah, so, so, so do not forget Tom. that, uh, you know, how old and how out of touch you might be that you can still touch anyone's life at any moment and that will carry with you. So uh, for you young people That's the takeaway right there. That is the takeaway. Yeah, well, it's important. We it all is. have it mutual is. people that touch us. And if you're in the Catholic Church, they touch you in different ways. And you're a toucher. Mm-hmm. And started at a younger age. You know, but, you know whatever. <laughs> Yeah, actually, I, I just I, I like that I just kind of broke. You know, we had the we have this list of blame, but it's nice to kind of we break went that super deep and then hit the bottom and shattered it. That's exactly it, what happened. It, it, it's it's we always bottomed nice. out. You know, it's you were bottomed out. I'm thinking uh, we're right at about an hour. We should uh, take a break. Take a little bit of a break. What do you guys think? Yep. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. All right. Tequila break. Tequila All right. Break. Sounds good. Okay. Bye. Wayne's World, Wayne's World, party time, excellent. We, we, we may, we may not use that. Uh, I don't know. We, we, we it, may. It kind of depends. We'll, we'll depends see. on where the pharmacy. It's one of those we'll uh, see. We like to welcome you back to the uh, the program already in progress. Uh, the Cartoon Casual podcast. 
Do you guys want first and last name? Who are you? I was going to say that uh, we've got Jeremiah Green here. Oh, that's his name. And, uh, where and, I've and learned, his mustache. Where I've learned that our own Cartoon Casual podcast is sometimes not that casual with the conversations. We can be... Do we expect that from anything less, though? From I expected. From Jer- right. I'm actually... You're only at like a 7 out of 10 tonight. I'm, I'm kind of bummed. I thought there was going to be more. You know, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. Uh, said every girl that you've ever slept with in your entire life. Not every girl. Well, you had one girl you're married to. That's all she she knew better. But she during the break, we did talk about. But the- every guy I've ever been with is super satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I went oh, until you took a drink oh, before I said that. Spit take. I think Joe's correct on that. 1892 yeah. strongman competition winner, Jeremiah Grin. Grin. Green. <laughs> Oh, but we did talk about during is. during the anyway. break that at some point we will have an open air podcast. We were gonna one thing we can do here in Arizona: turn the lights out and look straight up and have all kinds of fun. I th- I, I I love that idea. I'm pissed that Jeremiah had it first. Well, well I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I'm just smarter really, than you. I, really I can't help it. We talked about doing remotes, but not exactly going out and seeking a uh, dark place. Seek out your dark place. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You literally took the podcast in a dark place. <laughs> we just want to go to that one, one dark place. Big dark room. Everybody has a dark place. Explore, explore your Explore your dark place. With a finger. <laughs> so I can't even walk in and keep it together. Yes. You know, we had no weed during this break. No artific- any any kind of None. artificial stimulants. None. Yep. Not like it's really needed. No, 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 we don't. No, we're we're that fucked up. Nope. I mean, the, the, it's it's the the lowest person in the room just brings everyone else so much lower. I mean, this this probably was a podcast with class and style and. Yeah, it's kind of like I'm sorry. I, I should I should have warned you guys ahead of time uh, where this what direction this may have took, taken. Um, we went through the whole list and then the last per. <laughs> Like, we actually nope, I, not available, not available, yeah. not available. I mean, literally, like Jeremiah, the, the well, bomb okay. behind Circle K. He's like, yeah, I can't really be public. I'm on probation. So then, and then we texted <laughs> Jeremiah, and he's like, oh yeah, man, I want to be <laughs> jumped out. Oh, do not, do not even throw it. May have to work late tonight, but I don't know. He's like, oh, I might have to work. I might not be able to be there until seven. I, I don't, I don't know, guys. So we're here now. It's a terrible impersonation of you. It's not. Yeah, I like that. I think it makes me and uh, another mm-hmm. member of our community. Timmy, we love you. We're just. We do love you, Timmy. Wherever, whatever mountain you're on or climbing or. All right, I have to say, does he know that people say that, talk like that? He does. No. He does 100% know, and he does not give a shit. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I know that he will hear this podcast eventually. Oh yeah, I hope so. And Timmy's I think a good he'll be friend. We, we all know him. We, lo- we well, all well, love. Well, we, we all we all love each other enough that we give each other a bad time all the time. I mean, that, right. that's what makes good friends. I mean, Jeremiah uh, actually uh, for, earlier l- said l- I have too l- long of a penis. I mean, we just give each other shit. Oh, like, I thought he said it was too girthy. Uh, I, por qué no los dos? All 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 lies that have been said to Joe uh-huh. uh, about his ex lovers, about his wiener, former lovers. They're all former lovers. I mean, there's there's never a second time. I like to just anything. think of them as lovers because you yeah, know you might want to go back for part two. No, but anyway, I mean the most important thing. Yeah, uh, keep waiting. Don't want to burn the bridges. Yeah, don't burn the bridges of Madison County. Keep that door open. 
Yeah, we, we, to we, the dark place. The, the most important <laughs> thing is, is is having good friends that you guys can always give each other. Shit Absolutely, if you can, that's bullshit. That's Total a bedrock. Absolutely, and, and if and if I I def, definitely believe that. Like, if you can't give a person shit and them give you shit, then oh, why, why are you friends? Why do you call them your friend? I mean, your friends are the people that always will will pull you out and expose you. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. It was it wasn't that yep. impre- it wasn't that impressive. Uh, oh. Nothing personal. Hey, man, my mom says I'm cool, okay? Anyway, Uh, you're right. Your your friends are the ones that will give you shit, but if they'll talk shit to you and about you, but if somebody else said something, they will deck them in the face. Well, I wouldn't deck them in the face, but I would probably talk. I would have a. You're like, hey, that's our friend to give shit about. You can't get. We can do that. You can't do that. It's like the uh, uh, Beer Fest. The movie Beer Fest, you guys have both seen that, I assume. Mm -hmm. And they're at the funeral for for the guy that played Farva, whatever that big fat guy's name is. Yeah. He was an asshole, but he was my asshole. That's 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 the way I look at you assholes. Right, like an silence. asshole, fucking silence. Like no, like, I, like like some. Well, I just when when, I, when you said I he's my asshole. I mean, I, I something and I just no he like something that just punch and I said like like but I, he's I, a I, dick, I, but he's that, my dick. Now that doesn't work either. <laughs> well, something, uh, something like 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 a place where like I put like like shampoo bottles. Like that, that's, <laughs> that's why that's why I was concerned when you called me your asshole. I was like English I don't cucumber. I, I, I yeah. don't I don't want to be compared to your asshole. <laughs> I think I, I know I what Joe's talking about. I think I, I think I, so. I'm with you. I can't, I, I'm picking I up what you're putting down. You know. Thank you. I smell what you're stepping in. <laughs> Sorry. It, this whole this 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 is all out. I want to go it's back to be left in. I want to go on a briefly touch. <laughs> Alter boys. <laughs> I'm sorry, Paul. <laughs> I'm gonna briefly touch a topic. Okay, okay fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Can you please? I'm, I'm serious about Ridley. Please keep us on task. No, I here. just want to go back to it because it's important. Because uh, Jeremiah goes to uh, Henderson, and Joe and I drove up there one time and saw him at what's the name of the place you're always up there at? The I'm not going to tell you. Taco uh, E Taco. Taco E Taco. So Taco and Taco for those that aren't. Uh... And Joe and I went up there to do something. I we were up. We were doing some kind of bonding. I don't. I'm not. We went sure to the we Lush store. Oh, we took a little. We bought soaps together. Mm-hmm. We did. We. We did. I, I, you, you guys, you act like you're telling me shocking information. You're not shocked at all. <laughs> yeah, went no. to the Lush store and uh, we went and to this, the this, Tesla was, dealership. Was this, was this, a, this must have been a Friday because you guys had a long day. You guys came uh, in the evening. Well, you, whenever you were there. Yeah, it was a Friday. Yeah, it was a Friday. Well, I'm, there, I'm there like Fridays and... Uh, okay, yeah, we went up there and did... Uh, what, what did we... We shopped. We went to the Lush store, sweetie. Got, okay, sorry. Fuck. And then we went to the Tesla like showroom oh, thing. Oh, yeah. And I took a picture of the... They're like mechanic garage area and got yelled at by the cutest by the salesman I've she ever seen. Cute. So, excuse me, sir. You can't take pictures. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Like, I'm a ballsy individual, and I'll sometimes say, eh, fuck you. But a little 115-pound saleswoman that's really super well, you, cute. You see, you fell, she, you fell for the ploy. I she, did. She's yeah, cute. but plus we were in the Tesla. We were like, I want to show a little bit of respect for Tesla. And so. I do show Yeah, 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 yeah. The real guy that deserves respect is dead, and you know Thomas Edison stole everything from him. No, so. wait, we no, know we're that, not talking no. about not that Tesla. Well, we're talking about the band Tesla. <laughs> 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 we were the Tesla I hope Elon Musk never listens to this fucking podcast. Because he'll be like, these fucking assholes. Uh he deserves it. If if anyone deserves to be joked about, it, you know, you can't take yourself seriously. Okay. That's right. So we went there. Well, but so what, I, I, all we did was lunch and Tesla. IPad. I feel like we should have. Oh, we went to the, uh, the yard house. Yes, we did all that. 
Yeah, great. Yeah. Thanks, guys. And then I think we dragged it out because we, we, we you, got you, up to you, Vegas you, at yeah, noon. Yeah, you didn't you, even yeah, get you, there till five. Yeah, you went to the yard, the, the, the place that's in every other city. Thanks, guys. Yeah, well, Joseph they have great beers. Jesus. They have great beers. They do. And you weren't even in Vegas yet. You were still working at Napa. That's true. You were still at work at Napa by the time we got to Vegas. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was working my first job of my second job of the day. Oh, don't fucking cry me a goddamn river. Oh, God. And then at some point we decided. And then, that oh then we went because he wasn't quite there yet we went to what was that stupid freaking Twin Peaks we went to Twin Peaks <laughs> that's like an expensive Hooters this but was worse a, but he, worse he, like like worse girls worse food sorry talk, sorry talk sorry, sorry not 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 too uh, be misogynistic I'm we're just saying the quality's not quite at Hooters level what I didn't Hooters. talk it up you talked it up you said it was like Hooters. But better, and I'm thinking well, McDonald's it, has it, better it, wings. It, it, than it depends. It, it depends on what location. Um, well, this was near you we're in Vegas, correct? So there's one in Henderson. There's one on the Strip. Yeah. So the one on the Strip is like the flagship, which is always going to have something more over the top, more eye catching because it's a flagship store. But I still don't like trashy. I, I don't like the the trashy concept of like Hooters or in Florida they have Wing House, they have uh, Twin Peaks and, and and things like that. Like it's just it. It's a gimmick that overshadows. But we, 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 we had Knockers. Oh my god, I forgot about Knockers. Wow, I haven't heard about Knockers. BJ's, remember BJ's? Sure. For a short time, it was a place called Knockers. Actually, where it was all ages. What, what, or, or what, was what, one or of the the very first place I actually heard people DJ music in, in Kingman that was actually techno and house. It was uh, Eric and uh, I can't remember who else was playing with him. We played like house music or something there. It was terrible. Was that Knockers? Was that, it was called Knockers. K N O C K E R Z. Yeah, for some reason it didn't last. But anyway, so did the women have nice outfits to show? No, their I, I think it was, I think knock. it was just called Knockers, and it was just not uh, anything. It was just and you walk in, and there was zero Knockers. It was mostly a bunch of guys' balls knocking together like that. There was kind of clackers with clacker. Yeah, the clacker. Yes, like a clack. No, or the fist's clacker thing. Yeah. Anyway, so 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 back to the program at hand. So you guys had went to Twin Peaks. You guys because because you, you weren't quite there time. yet. We were you weren't quite there just yet. killing time. Yeah, yeah. and so you were finally going to come ha- see. Had a beer and yeah. Has anybody from Kingman ever come up to see you other than yeah. Matt? Yeah, actually, quite a few times. And then uh, when I originally started, you know, I kind of put it on Facebook that I was I was playing there, and I met like uh, some different friends from like high school. Actually, other uh, one of my friends that I went to high school with and kind of grew up with that was a good friend. My Keith Wade showed up. And I hadn't seen Keith in like years. And quite a few other people kind of passed. There were people that like lived in in Flagstaff, or my other friends in Vegas would come by like on the Sundays usually, because Sundays would kind of be an interesting one. Because I originally started at like eleven and would play eleven to three, so a lot of times people would, in Vegas time that eleven in the mornings actually you're still very much a part of Saturday night. Right, Saturday night's probably not going to stop until the afternoon sometime on Sunday. It's kind of the it's it's where we would look at Denny's at two o'clock in the morning or some shit like that. Yeah, but also like they're not these are professionals. You know, it's not like, you know, where everyone, you know, there, there's in, in in Arizona, there's a We have exactly from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock at this bar to hope, show up, get drunk, and get out, and we're turned off in the streets. Well, in Vegas, it goes. It goes all night. It doesn't stop. It just. Yep. In Vegas, you're an actual adult. Yeah, and treated <laughs> as such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're actually a freestanding human being, and you can do what you want to do as much as you want to do it. As long as you don't get caught. And I've noticed that, that, like, going to... The, the first time I really noticed it, it's fucked up that it took me this long, but uh, I've been working night shifts uh, for four years now. Oh, longer than that. I mean, we were high school. Are you are you talking about my... Never mind. Uh, no, that was a hobby. Yeah. That was just a hobby. Oh, okay, yeah. 
No, that was just a hobby. I was uh, sorry, Porsche, if you're hearing this. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we won't talk about that hobby. No, it takes me back. We were taking it to those dark places. Yeah. Yeah, I t- took it in the dark place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't look at me like that, Jeremiah. I can't handle your fucking look right now. Yeah, there it is. Just like, ah, ah, all the way down. Anyway. I've been working night shift for a lot of years and most people don't understand what it's like to get in that mode of, of sleep, work, sleep, work, sleep, work. So my brothers come to Vegas last year uh, in, in April for a joint bachelor party because they both got married, not to each other, last year. And uh, I feel, feel like I'm from Ohio and I have to fucking say that. No, it's, it's, it's important. Uh-huh. And, it's, and? And the first night we were there, I had worked What had before, happened and, was... And, and then... The, I had worked the night before. I the, the night before the first night that we're in, in Vegas. I worked the night before, slept half the day, got my brothers that did that, whatever. So then we go out to party that night. They're wasted at two o'clock in the morning because they, they do is that a cricket? Yep. That is an actual <laughs> cricket. Well that's Jiminy the cricket. <laughs> what the fuck? I love it. It really is a real cricket. That's anyway, really funny. Anyway, so my brothers and their friends are uh, all of their friends but one the story was TJ. really boring that's what was going on I get oh, <laughs> oh shit well uh, played uh, that was, was just thank you that, that, that. your story just sucked that bad Joe it's getting long winded grandpa when, when, when the cricket right down here was in he was in the whole night and then he went alright that's can that we fucking enough. what do I have to do to make this guy stop chirp 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 oh <laughs> Anyway, five o'clock in the morning rolls around. The sun's starting to come up, and and uh, everybody else, says, I just want to pass out. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you, pussies? I'm ready to go. And I actually got to see kind of the cool side of Vegas because you got I I ran into two DJs that worked at two different clubs, one on each side of the hotel that we were staying at that went to Margaritaville of all places. Which is the only place that was open, which I, is an I'm, awful fucking restaurant. I'm, it, I'm a terrible restaurant. Food's terrible. I love Jimmy Buffett, but I fuck it. I, like the food's bad. The food, the is drinks bad. are bad, but. From 6 a.m. to, eight to like ten. 8 a.m. or 10. It was like a golden hour. It's a golden hour. One. It's super cheap. It was like dollar beers, 50 cent margaritas. Wow. You get to see some really neat people that if they're still going strong, they're not completely wasted. They're really, professionals. Like you I, I, I like neat. No, just interesting. Very interesting people. And you, because... That they're like the front, like the porch that's right there on the strip, which normally kind of sucks. It's elevated like eight to ten feet, and you're kind of watching the people. You watch the messes around you. Are you Just seeing the, the girls, girls carrying their heels, carrying their heels with black feet, walking barefoot down the yeah. strip, which is fucking nasty. Yep. I would rather <laughs> drag my penis on the bare floor in the hospital than, be than like walk barefoot the, on like the be, fucking be like strip. Wiped in the face with that? Uh, 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 no, I'm. I've got, I've got a great like shrimp story about. About uh, about women or it, it just mainly women and people in general. This Dude, is this is a little fun, fa- little Vegas fun fact. Yep, do uh, it. To, to kind of know Joe's story. So, if you go to the Bellagio, I believe, and they have these revolving doors. Oh, Paul, Jesus fucking Christ! Wow, we, we can't go. A, can, can we? We can't even go a single fucking podcast without you having a text I'm, message. I turned it off. It, it, it must be what it's like to Obviously actually not be that important much. where someone actually cares about you. Okay. You know, Jeremiah, I was thinking. Uh, no, no. I was talking, start. so if you don't mind. Thanks. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> so th- there's this little thing called I, – I started calling the fun button. So 
When you go into the Bellagio, they have these rotating doors. And these rotating doors have this button that's for people with um, handicaps. They walk a little slower. So what you do is you wait. Handicapable. You, you, you wait as two, three in the morning where the, the, the average punter from anywhere else in the United States thinks that they, like, they see, oh, fuck, it's like two o'clock. I got to get the fuck out of here. Like, I got to go home and go to bed and go to my hotel. So you have this huge influx of the people, that the early ones that are like, okay, 145, we got to get rush to hotel. And from two to three, you just have an influx of cabs just pouring in because some clubs kind of sh- start shutting down because that's what you know everywhere else in America is doing. And, and they have to go with the trend because it just became Well, dead but also, also they also have an after hours for the people that are like, uh, this doesn't make any sense. I'm not stopping right now. I'm on right. vacation and time doesn't matter. Right. Or uh, they're from other countries. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're like, uh, really, two o'clock, guys, we're, the, we're, we're just getting started. They're from New York. So in or, Paris, you have dinner at two o'clock in the morning usually. Right, right. Or other places that are all progressive and actually, they, you know, they're, they're, they're like, oh, you're, you're an adult now. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep entertaining you until you decide that you're, you're ready. We are free in America. Here's a high chair and a pacifier. We are free in this country. Yeah, yeah. This, this, is, this is a free place. <laughs> so you know. what, as, as they, they exit the cabs. And they start walking into the doors. They start, they've been having a little sauce, a little stumbly. The girls are holding their high heels. And then you hit the fun button. And it's right when they start to walk in and go to push the revolving door. And so, you know, as you're walking up to the door, you're seeing the doors spinning at a certain velocity. So your mind and your body and everything else is preparing for this. Then you hit the fun button and it just slows down. And they just crumple oh, like into a face plant. the door. And there's like a line of them. There's three doors. Oh, God. I love this. And easily for a good hour, hour and a half. <laughs> oh, my God. With, with, with a, your big drink of whatever you're drinking, you just don't stop. And it just... <laughs> I would pull hit, up one of those. Next hit, after hit, after the girls in their sausage dresses where they're like, I've just squeezed into the tightest thing I can squeeze into. Like, I can't move. I can't wiggle. And then they just... Start slam, collapsing against Slam the... face first in the door. And it's it's just one of those things that those gifts that keep this. on giving. That I, it just it's just one of those simple things, wow. simple pleasures in life. And then you teach other people that have been hit by it to do that to other people. And then you just sit back and watch. I have a new reason them. to go to Vegas now. Yeah, I kind of want to go to Vegas on Saturday night. Or yeah, I just I just didn't really. Yeah, I was like, yeah, now I want to go. This is happening. I, I don't even want to go and drink at all. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to consume anything, any intoxicants. I want to charge your phone, get your video mode ready, well, also, charge the phone, well, exactly. Get well, your GoPro <laughs> and just show up and do that. Well, you, you should and also we'll be like. You should also go to Vegas go. though and experience that you're on your own time as well. I mean, I will say the other thing with Vegas, like you should go there and just gamble degenerately, drink degenerately, and just experience that. I Absolutely, mean, you, you, you you owe that to yourself. Stay way past your bedtime. Forget missing your morning breakfast. Wake up way too late when you've been staying there for a week. Avoid seeing any, especially in the summertime. Like, I'm going to wake up at this time and I need, and then what? Struggle with the day when it's 120 degrees? Yeah. Brilliant. So your only hope, I think, is to stay up as late as possible and only enjoy the only enjoyable times of the day, which is probably from whenever the sun sets. To a little bit after the sun rises, right? Sleep all that terrible time of the day away, where you can't be outside, you can't be anywhere hospitable. I, I may have to go out and close that door. I'm just letting you, just letting you know that security is out there, not right outside, but they're driving around like they do. And if I don't close that door, they're going to be really confused and call somebody. And well, all right, you pause. 
Well, you guys can keep talking, and we're going to talk about this? you while you're gone. That's fine, because I have to go out and do. I have to do this. That's fair. I love that. Uh, I have man, same... I've been I've been waiting for Paul to go for. I know. Look at that ass. <laughs> I love that you talk about Vegas the same way I talk about Vegas. Is it is that some people just look at Vegas and go gambling, and that's it. There's or so drinking much... or other things. Like... No, I, I don't go to Vegas to gamble. I never have. Like I, I, I shouldn't say I never have. Well, I we, have we, gone there to gamble. Well, we, had to, we, I... had, we had to go to Vegas to shop or to do or do anything or experience culture. Right. And, and we're desensitized to a lot of that well, stuff. Well, because our town was like, well, we're not going to bring that to you. You're going to know about civilization, but we're not going to bring it to you. We're going to make you suffer. We will make you suffer. It's just we like will. a weird thing like... Like you know, growing up next to Vegas, it's just not a big thing. Like you know, to everyone else, you know, outside this market, we're, we're, you know, that might be hearing this, like uh, all four of you, um, it, it, we grew up around Vegas, and it's just nothing. It's really no big deal. Like and like like ev- everyone else that I know from everywhere else, like you grew up next to Vegas. You don't, like yeah, I went to Vegas all the time. I remember it was nothing, but it was it was it was kind of like a T. There was a strip. There was Henderson. There was Boulder Highway, and that's about it. And ho- and and hookers and well, there was there was like Maryland Parkway but it was just it was it just there was wasn't really huge. nothing. It's really not that big of a deal, and and even now it's still it's it's still not like you know when I when I've been to cities like New York or LA like that's like much more like oh like especially New York. I mean LA it's just a spread out. It's, it's so much sprawl. But when you go to Manhattan for the first time, if you go to Manhattan for the first time, it's mind boggling. But for me, I never I don't really ever want to go back except to maybe go to a few restaurants oh, and man, that's yeah, about man. it. I I I just but I thought, Brooklyn. Oh, I thought I thought I, I, I had thought. so much fun in Brooklyn. There's so many neat things, things that I wanted to experience that I I still want to get back to and do. And I know that well, Williamsburg, oh, it's fucking dead now. It's overrun with commercialized. Bleh. I don't care. There's things going on there that I know that I have not well, experienced no, just, yet, and I want to do just it. Just the buzz, the buzz of the city is is just is is so insane when you go to New York. If you've grown up on the West Coast, you're taught that you know, New Yorkers are they have, they have too much of a hustle. They're too busy. They're too this. They're too that. Yada yada yada. But they get shit done. They're they're, they're too pushy. Well, my my thing is they they know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, here we're very aloof. You know, we we stand in line for an hour at the McDonald's. And even you know, Vegas is a good a good good place. You know, you stand in line at the McDonald's somewhere on the Strip, and it's like. Oh, uh, they've had an hour. You've been saying that or half hour or fifteen minutes, which is wait. That's more than enough time. That's ample time to figure out what you want to eat. Like, and they get up to line. They're like, um, uh, uh. in New York, they're like, okay. So you've been staying in line for fifteen to twenty minutes, or in some cases, up to an hour, or thirty seconds. It doesn't matter. You already fucking know what you're about. You 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 should. And, and there's thing. They're like, what's your order? You're like, it's this. And if you go, ah, uh, they're all next, next. When they next you. Please understand, this is a common courtesy to the people around you that have been standing around with you for the last 15 minutes to half an hour who aren't fucking inconsiderate assholes that are deciding to be aloof or really only into their own conversations. Can't get a grocery store when someone decides how they're going to pay after they've already added up their entire bill. Then they might get their checkbook out, maybe, or their other money, and they know what the... By that yeah, so, so so now we're all assholes for expecting them to know what they're doing. Right. We've been waiting... It, it's been like two seconds. Fine, I'll give, you, I'll give you... We've been in line for a half an hour now. You, would you not mind getting your yeah. shit together so and the rest of us right. can For move? fuck's sake, it's fucking McDonald's. You know what they have on the menu. It hasn't changed You're like, I much. want diarrhea and a heart attack. And soy and some extra and, salt. And pink sludge. I... 
course, you're the asshole if you get mad at them, right? Because yeah, yeah, that's well, how it well, is. That, and that's what I always learned about. That's, that's what I learned about New York so quickly. They're they're a place like we're doing this, and we don't have time for your shit right now. So if you want to, you know, pokey and hokey dokey around, but you've we've you've had some time. So let's make your decision. Let's move on. Make your decision. Move on. We don't have time for your shit. Like let's just. And they will tell you that. Well, my favorite thing is like asking correction in New York. You you can get if you're lucky, you get twice. You're you're you've and they're like because they're like he's not from here. I'll tell you twice. I said go left here. Go make two rights. Make another left. Make another two rights. Another two lefts and then another right. Like I, I, I I'm gonna tell you one more time, and and that's it. And the. The other thing is with you just kind of I went to New York City the first time I ever went to uh, the first time I ever went to Manhattan I should say the first time I ever went to Manhattan I was uh, uh, 22 years old and had never really been to that big of a I mean I've been to I've been to Mexico City and with my dad and been there which is you know obviously one of the largest cities on earth but it's uh, not and, super and, vertical and like New York it's not vertical like New York and it's not as compact as New York and it's a, it's a totally different animal but for all intents and purposes. New York City was the first really big megalopolis I ever went to. And going to Manhattan, it was amazing. Are you all right over there, Jeremiah? Wait, when, you, when you said megalopolis, I thought like Sim City or something. Like megalopolis. For, for, versus metropolis. That's the East Coast. Me, make, you should Google make, it. Make, Not Makeoutopolis. I thought make, Metrop- I always think Metropolis, but when I think of megalopolis, I think of like Sim City. Oh, I remember Sim City. Or Civ. They replaced Civ. Civilization, Civilization one through. Yeah, five. I played two. That was really Civ good. Two. I, I was really, really there good. There you go. I two. Anyway, you go to. Uh, you have a cigarette on the table there. Well, I'm kind of comparing the, the two. Oh, he's worthless. Yeah, yeah. Right. Anyway, I noticed that people were helpful. I as long that. as you got it within one or two tries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, but they, here's they, the thing: if you go to a city that's built on a grid pattern, you know, there's a few things. There's a few. There's a few streets that one way, one way street. No, not even the one way street because even the one way street has two sidewalks because you're sure. walking. It's oh, not a driving oh, city. Gotcha. Yep. So it, it's a very there's a few city. There's a few streets. Or a pedestrian that, city. It's very much a pedestrian city. If you there's a few streets that don't quite follow the grid pattern, but for the most part, it's a grid. Yes, you know it's it's a huge for the most part absolutely. And if they tell you fourteen blocks up, three blocks to the right, and then it's going to be on your left, or you see the bum that's urinating in the trash can because that's always fucking doing. Oh, look, fourteen blocks up, three to the left, and there's a fucking bum right there. Well, try 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 coming through Kingman, and there there isn't much, you know, north, south, east, west. Like there really isn't. Salt Lake City was the same way when I moved to Salt Lake City. You're like, oh, you just go north, you go east, you go west. You go well, and their streets are kind of fucky. They have like 300 but, west by like three, but they all, 300 but, west. But, but, but they have a grid system. It's still a grid. It's still a grid. It's yeah, so coming. Same from- with Phoenix. Phoenix is super easy to get around in. It, I mean, the only street is was a Bell Road that goes kind of at a goofy angle. Oh, like, I didn't mean to. I was playing footsie with. Yeah, spider. Sorry, spider web was. Oh, oh yeah. And there's are a you, wow, there's a what the fuck is that on there? It's a bucket. Of- uh, huh. Gotta, he's 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 dead. One, we have an one, infestation one, of sorts. Once bitten, twice shy. It's a a meal for a spider that Joe, Joe is freaking the fuck out because there's a. I'm just taking deep breaths. It's fine. Yeah. Don't fuck with me, please. Don't do that. God damn it! <laughs> he fucking threw it on me. You're welcome. 
There it is. And you live. Oh, now you got to put it on the on the board. They've they've got they've got this the thing mascot. called they've got this thing called a critter catcher right here on the Doug Stanhope podcast. That's this little thing you it, it's kind of like the like the old the old person. Uh, I'm sorry, the person that can't the, the vertically challenged person that can't reach things and or bend sure. over like a like a grabbing yeah, one of those thing. people I feel shouldn't vote. Like those kind of people. Um, chirp, chirp, chirp. Where's the yeah, cricket? Well, ch- children, are, children are underage. I mean, they can't vote. Yeah, there's an, there's an there's an age minimum, and there should be an age maximum for voting. Yeah, because because you you know I'm you, working that in. That's fair enough. We can go ahead and work that. In. Let, 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 let's let, let's talk about that. I kind of wanted to go into politics with you a little bit, but well, mostly well, local well, politics. Let's touch it. So what what Joe was you know, alluding to is that if you're over a certain age, you're uh, like. If you're over the retirement age, you should be making policy for the people, the young people that actually They're gonna have matter. To yeah, we have to deal with your conservative or your mindset that to us, you're, you're, you're holding on to this thing that is important to you, but you're not going to be around to see it through anyway. And all you're doing is holding the rest of us back. The older right. people might say that they're getting that they've though they've they've worked hard, they've done their they paid in, they should be taken care of. Yeah, yeah, great. And thank you for taking your economy and not taking any responsibility for it. Thanks. I appreciate that. Oof. Thanks, baby boomers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, my dad's going to listen to this and be like, I wasn't part of the problem, I swear. Dad, what? you were not part of the problem. Uh, politically, like political policy-wise, yes, you were. Uh, uh, when, you, when, when, when you were... Not the way my father had when, voted, when, 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 when a lot of them were interested in actually caring about the other people that were the underliers and only caring about the people that looked like them and smelled like them and talked like them and walked like them, then there's a problem. The, the people that didn't procreate with who they want to procreate with or anything else, that's a problem. I'm sorry. Like that—that—that's a problem. When, yeah. when those people still were genuine people and had heart and had valor and actually cared about other people and would be there to help you change your tire or help there stand up for something else that's stand for what's right is right and wrong is wrong. Um, that's what's important. I feel like that there's uh, those people are out there. There's just a huge glut of folks who were born from about 1946 to about 1960. I think there's just a lot of people that are uh, are afraid. To be vulnerable and afraid to accept themselves and their flaws, and want to hold everyone up to a higher standard that they think they're going to meet that they fail at, and then they then in turn project those um, flaws and 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 and, and refute the things that they refuse to accept about themselves. They just kind of project that outwardly, and then we all kind of have to pay for it. Yeah, sorry to get so heavy so quick, but I, that was I, awesome. That no, was it's cool. all right. I I uh, I'm in. Well, you gained weight you. like a freshman. That was great <laughs> for you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't like I, 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 I I just I just think we should you know we should we should all be much more open to accepting each other. People in glass houses. You know, we're all in a glass house. We're uh, we're all for our flaws and everything else. But a little like, more critical thinking. A little more right. Self-deprecating and critical thinking. Well, I mean, I mean, how are you going to move forward if you can't like enjoy and joke at yourself and joke at your own flaws and yes, and also be able to joke at the things you don't understand and versus look at the things that are like unacceptable or um, uncomfortable, you don't know, just shy away from them and keep them in a closet. You know, you you embrace them. You 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 put yourself in that place and you don't run away from it. You bask in it and enjoy it. You know, you where, where else are you going to grow? You know. I put my shoes on every day. Left foot, right foot. Left foot, right foot. Left foot. It's right pretty foot. fucking girl, uh, boring. And then if you don't, every day I and do this. And then if same. you one day every you change day. It up and put your right foot and your left, and, you and go, you're oh, like, it, it, well, well, but also it doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right. It doesn't, you know. And then eventually you go, oh wow, that actually was a little faster. So I'm gonna move forward a little bit quicker during the day. Yeah, it's a nice metaphor. 
And those are the kinds of things like you, you, you learn to move on quicker and you know, you learn to, you should learn to accept other people that are different from yourself. People are going to think that we're fucking wasted on this podcast and just to- totally <laughs> fucking shit, what they think stoned it's, out it's, of my mind. It's, it's, it's and not, I'm it's, so it's, okay with it's, it. It's not, it's not upon me to, to you know, it, it, I, I have no control what they think. I don't care what they think. Well, I, I just well, you care that they think. You, I, we, I want we, them to think. <laughs> we will always care what other people think to a certain degree. There's always, oh, yeah. That, there's, always a, there's always a part of the ego. But what's more important is like, let's can we can we talk about something that makes other people uncomfortable? Can we talk right. about something that they may have already shut off, you know, moments moments before right, 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 we, we said one thing. Well, let's, let's fuck it. Let's get into something. When, 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 fucking when, name something that makes, when, 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 that makes people uncomfortable when we said When we said shit, we said piss, or we said that. But no, I'm not, I'm not out to like deliberately make people uncomfortable or anything like that because uh, there's no conversation to that either. You know, well, when, when you when you say something aggressive or you put someone in a position where they feel cornered, they feel trapped, or they feel uncomfortable, that then we're, we're, you know, we're, we're automatically by default like cutting off that conversation with people. Uh, what's more interesting is is embracing them in our diversity and, and, and letting them be willing to be open to us. Remember what I said when we were on break about uh, showing folks uh, that would not normally want to be vulnerable, uh, showing them our own vulnerabilities, that they are more inclined yeah. to become vulnerable themselves right. and open up a little bit more. Right. And that's what I, I, I like to do. And also, like, like some points of reference, like Brene Brown, for you that, that actually listening that want to like look into it, there's a podcast called On Being. It's laid by the name Brene Brown that's a vulnerability expert, which is vulnerability is not something we're looking to talk about, but uh, if you want to continue a conversation with people around you and you want to actually touch people's hearts and touch people's minds, it's about being open with yourself and being honest with yourself and showing them, you know, that we're we're not bulletproof. Um, showing them how weak we are, and through that, you know, we we gain real strength by by showing people that I'm just like you and I feel just like you and I'm unsure just like you. Um, do you do you ever go out a uh, social? place you know a bar or whatever it's late at night and there's different conversations going on i've done this before where i go out by myself and just kind of try to listen a little just i'm being nosy i want to see what's being talked well, about you can, you, can, you can say you're being nosy that's fine that, that's okay. fine that's fine to be nosy it's fine to be inquisitive right. it, 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 like why 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 your, your ears are going to hear what they're going to hear sure but so often i'll want to go out and i'm not tired so i'll do that and i will stop by briefly 10 conversations but none of them are anywhere inside or, be- or below the surface at all. And I'm not going to help them out. And I said, you know, I'm just thinking, I can't do this. I cannot do this. This would be exhausting to try to get these people talking to different, you know, so I just go home at that point. It's just, it, it's a weird thing, but I do this sometimes. It's well, like, I, just, I don't have time for this. So, so a lot of times I just do it. And, and part of it's by default. Um, there's some, there, there are some moments where I might be uh, feeling some kind of way. Um, I may have been up late drinking or I may have worked a 10 hour day and I may have driven another two hours to work another four hours and then may have decided to stay up and drink alcohol and not go to bed and to stay up a little later. And then as the night goes on, I may to be start like more engaging because I'm starting to get a little more loose myself or those beers are kind of being broken because, you know, my uh, normal breadth and scope of like what I'm trying to hold on to gets a loose because maybe I'm a little tired, drowsy. And it also doesn't always take the kind of magic. It just takes the kind of magic of just like, just like, or the ideal of just going out and embracing people and just like breaking that norm you know just just you just go and you just talk to people you just kind of Are you, I'm, I'm hold on did you feel and hear that yeah boom yeah what the fuck was that i have no idea 
You didn't hear that, did you? At all. I was or feel it. Uh, you were you were speaking. In well, I I I, I was I was that I said something like really shitty because the way oh, no no no. no. I mean, guess the, or like or like you guys said that like. I, I knew you guys both had the look and were like, what's going on? <laughs> like, well, I was like, it's like, like all I, niggers I, are lazy. What our face look like? What we, did you just say? No, it was, it was kind of, because it was like, what the fuck? Have a double Do boom or something. Or was that like, did I have like a gas bubble? Like a sonic boom or like someone opening a door? It boom? almost kind of felt like a sonic boom. I felt no, the, that door is locked and that door, all the doors are locked. We are locked in the uh, bunker here right now. In the bunker. Oh, God. Um, should we, we, to, we should investigate. I can uh, I can go out there and look. Yeah, well, let, let's, uh, let's look together. I guess that's, Carson that's, Cash that, is going to take I, a. That's a, an interesting plate point to break. No, you if you this did. Is we, our we last podcast ever. Yeah. I just want to say. Um, it, unfortunately, though, because he was on a good point. It was a fantastic. But it was kind of a loud, booming thing. Yeah, and I heard um, this actually went. This actually kind of like rattled on the. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's go let's go research it this way. Right. Last recorded evidence of us actually ever having a conversation. And we'll probably God, come if back and finds this flash drive. This is what happens. Call back, come back again. We'll talk, and we'll, then we'll probably close it out. Yeah, at some and point. take a break, and then close it out a little bit later on. Candy is dandy and liquor is quicker. You can drink all the liquor down in Costa Rica. Ain't nobody's business but my own. You can ride a great big pink Cadillac to church on Sunday. You can hang around the house with your old lady on Monday. Ain't nobody's business but your own. All right, so we did our investigation. We went outside, had a break, and did uh, a look around, and we found nothing. Yeah, and that break could have been a mental break. It was a break from the podcast for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. We had some deep it conversation. Happened. It was there. Yeah, there, no, there was something. There was, there was definitely something there. I heard something. Paul heard something. Jeremiah heard his own voice. <laughs> and now we're kind of talking about we or we want to talk about deprivation tanks. Deprivation tanks. Because we're getting which, just everybody stressed out. We just want to, you know, got to got to change. And and I swear there's something to be said for the human body is made up of so much water. We're aquatic animals by nature and getting back to Something aquatic centers you. There's Free a reason willy. why I love going to the ocean Free and it, I feel willy. better. Free, Free willy. willy. Yeah. That animal is dead and so is the main character. Can we just talk about that? Brad so Renfro. Brad Renfro's dead. He died. So is Michael up. Jackson. He was involved in the oh, music. God. What well, was the song? What was the song for Free Willy? I, I think, I think, Doug, I think Doug, Doug Stanhope had oh, a no. real, real like, <laughs> like funny point about that. About that, Michael Jackson being dead, about Free Willy, and I mean Doug Stanhope probably many. He has so a point points. about everything, yeah. But about uh, you know this 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 mammal that's fo- forced to perform tricks for a couple of sardines and reaches up and bites the head of his trainer and drags his trainer. Under, oh yes, underwater. Yeah. There's this. There's a certain In front level of families. There's a certain level of mm, this is what you get. Like you, you well, that, I, I, that's what you get. Allegedly, allegedly, the animal was called a killer whale. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe it's a myth of the killer whale, though. Like, if you ever watch, uh, uh, I don't know, Black Beauty, Black Beast, Black Fish, Black Fish, that's it. They talk about the myth of the killer whale. That's that that was created again, a media created thing. However, they do kill the media creates things. I, I they thought, they I do they kill. Did. 
killer whales do follow either sperm or gray whales or something, pods of them, and the young ones, they, they rip their tongues out, I believe. I'm not making this up. Wow. I, I, and, really? And, and, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's I, what I Republicans know. do, I thought. <laughs> not to liberals. <laughs> we don't have to look this up now, but I will show you where they do this. They'll, they'll, they isolate a baby gray or sperm or bigger whale, and they, they attack it and rip its tongue out. And eat it, I think, and then the whale dies and spirals down. And there's like they found a lot of carcasses like that. that so anyway, George of the Jungle um, was originally written by uh, this author. I'm, I'm not making this up. George, 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 George of, of the, the Jungle. jungle. I'm not making this up. Uh, I feel like I've so heard killer of whales do do that. Do do. So they're, they're yeah. I'm sorry, I had to point out that you said do do. Underwear. Underwear. Where? Sub Ubi. Semper it, Ubi, Sub Ubi. It's, it's over there. It's it's under there. It's under there? Under there. Under yeah. Are they doing that to send a message? Like I know I just made you, you know, say underwear. I not, think they're <laughs> trying to stop the that whale from procreating. I mean from continuing on. <coughs> Zunite. Hell don't. Um I don't know why, Joe. I just I, know I, that I, I saw it. I wanna I kinda wanna know like so Take seven. Cetaceans are so fucking cool. This is the... Cetaceans. Cetaceans. Killer whales, porpoises. Uh, it's fucking dropping the big word there now. Giant animals. <laughs> giant animals. Giant, giant animals. Giant animals. Well, there's dolphins and there's porpoises. Okay. What? Yes. What's I'm your talking porpoise about air-breathing mammals that are aquatic. Aquatic air-breathing mammals. Okay. Cetaceans. Scuba divers. Right? Yes. Okay. Scuba diver would count in that category. I guess so. If he's clean shaven and has rubbery skin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Have you bet Paul's other one? Oh, you mean butter knife? Yeah. Um, what did my dad call him? Oh shit. Sea bass. Used to call him sea bass, like sea bass from Dumb and Dumber. Kick his ass, sea bass. Uh, his family called him uh, like a mascot because his head was so big. He looked like a mascot, like a. Like a college or NFL. Shout out to Paul, Paul Sutherland. Uh, Paul J. What up? Sorry, buddy. Thanks for the good pills. Anyway, uh, <laughs> cetaceans. Air breathing like water air, mammals. Air, aquatic air breathing mammals. And what do they do? What's what's about them? I don't even fucking remember. I lost it. Good. I fucking so, lost a, a back, it. So back to the the the, the program. Back to the fucking point. Is point. Human, so so humans, so we, so we were, we were talking about. This thing called uh, deprivation chambers. Oh, yes. Which you have done. I have done three times. In Vegas. Yes, in Las Vegas. The same place. What drove you to do it? At Flow Sanctuary. So Flow Sanctuary. Float Sanctuary. Oh, float. Okay. So a a really close friend of mine named Steve Christmas, who also happens to be an excellent DJ, and uh, on top, well, on top of that, or not really on top of that, but uh, first and foremost, an amazing human being. Just an amazing person. He said, you know, I did a, a flotation chamber and and I think you'll get a lot from it. And he talked to me about this for months and months and months. So she was like, I'm going to float in salt water and not hear anything and just float in this tank for 90 minutes at a time. He's like, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. I'll. I'll do that. And it sounds nutty if you've never heard not, of that. Not yeah. necessarily. Uh, when it when it comes to the way you know the, the way that I know Steve Christmas and the person that he is, and um, 
the way that I, you know, I know him and he knows me, it wasn't really like a, a scary process. It was more like when I finally went and did it, it was more of, you're right, and I should have done this a lot sooner. Because it was about laying down, being in a quiet place, and it's almost like, like I, I guess, what you, you might dream or what you might imagine a... Um, like an anti-gravity chamber might be like you go and float in a like a salty liquid um, and you put earplugs in and it's completely dark and you just float in salt water and you're completely like out of body and mind for a moment like you know gravity has no weight on you and it's dark yeah, it's complete, so you're, it's you're rid right. of your two senses. Well, so basically... You, and then what some people call the actual sixth well, sense, so, which is so, your well, feeling so, of, of So you walk in this gravity. room, and they're like, you know, this is what you need. You're, you're going to walk in this room. You're going to shower. Uh, well, first of all, let, let's do step by step. You're not, you're not going to shower with your clothes on. So you're going to walk in this room. You're going to naked. You're going to shower. You're going to get out of the shower, and you're going to wash everything, you know, all the soap and everything else, like all the, the oils off your body. You're going to put earplugs in, and then you're going to go into this salt tank. And it's so salty that you, you don't want to get your eyes in it. You want to submerge in it. But so you're going to open this up. You're going to crawl in it. You're going to shut the door behind you. And you're laid back, and you're going to float. And you're so buoyant that you are literally weightless in it. Now, I have a question for you. Have you ever, for anybody who may listen or for Paul who may have never done this, have you ever... You lived in Salt Lake for a bit. Did you ever go to the Salt Lake? <laughs> yeah. And did you ever go and float in it? No, no. I've no, never no. been to the Dead Sea. No, 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 no. So the Great Salt people, Lake, the Great Salt Lake by this time is is so so receded. You can't get. Well, to it's it. so receded. So no, you can get into it. It's so toxic though. Uh, uh, just like say like the Salton Sea. Yeah. It's, it it's just it, it you, just it just uh, smells so putrid and so awful because the water's been. When I was out. a kid, my father lived in Magna. Where Magna uh, is? Yes, I know. Yeah, exactly. Straight up ghetto, yeah. right? It wasn't that ghetto well, in like no, no, 1990. No, 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 no. It, it, no, it wasn't <laughs> but, even ghetto by the time I got there. Like Magna was kind of like a developing community. Oh, it's, so it's, it had been become ghetto. Well, no, no, because because the, the Olympics had been kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, he lived in Magna. I went out there to visit when I was. I think the first time I went there to visit, I was I was ten or eleven, and I said I want to go to the Salt Lake because I was a water person. And I didn't understand what the Salt Lake was, and we went there uh, and. Uh, Salt Air, the used to be former resort. You know what I'm talking about. At that time, it I was, saw I, I saw um, a couple oh, shows there. Okay, Salt Air was a shell of a building when I was there the that's, last time. It, that's exactly what and it was. And there was no was there. actual like there was no real. There, there was just the, the skeleton of the building. Anyway, the water hadn't receded as much, and it was not as toxic. It was still salty, but I went there and I floated. And it's interesting that you mention um, earplugs because I remember thinking it was so strange to go into a body of water and float and laying even laying back what I what you what you would perceive as being on your back I, w- I still floated high enough out of the water that my ears didn't go underwater there's so much salinity to it so that's why I'm wondering is that is that kind of the the the, 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 the feeling that you get like well just just, just the thing I'd like to touch on so it's funny you went to the salt air so the great salt air so I went to see I saw Sasha Digweed there at the great salt air I saw Coldplay at that shell of a building at Jesus. the Great Salt Air. And then I saw the Strokes play 
<laughs> All at the Great Saltaire. Paul, later on, you can do research on Saltaire. It was this weird resort that was built that, in like the 30s, it, 40s, it, maybe. It, it was a big. Th- it was a. It was a big thing back then in Salt Lake City. But it, like, hmm. it was like the American version of the Dead Sea. When I went okay. there, people go there and they would soak up the well, mineral salts and all this other well, shit. By the time I went there, though, I just I went there to see great shows and I didn't go out there. And I saw Sasha Digweed do the Delta Hippie tour there. I saw Coldplay the first time I ever heard Clocks, which Clocks at that time when I heard Clocks was their big huge, huge single. Hit, yeah, and I heard that at the Great Saltaire, and when it was just fucking amazing, this big. Open Are they building. using any more for this purpose? Uh, no, no, well, it just, it just kind of turned, now it's a venue. When it, it I just, saw it, it just there turned twenty five years ago. Oh, it still is there, a venue now. You're it saying is a, it's still it, a venue. It, it may be to the same. But this is the, this is way back in like O2, what was it the the O two Winter Olympics? Uh, yeah, know, that was O two. That was yeah. I would, yeah I, so was I was O2. there for that. So like during during that time, like everyone played there. So I would have been ten years before that when I was a kid. And it was like ninety two. But anyway, okay. Anyway, so so to get back on the flotation tank. No, so you 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 know you put earplugs in, you crawl in this body of water, and it's it's. It's right at body temperature. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. So you kind of lose that that sense. Well, yeah, and, that, and yeah. that's the point of it. Like also part of it, like you walk in there and it's it's cold, and you you turn around and you shut the store, and you lay down in this water, and you're naked, and you, you're trying to relax, but you, you you're automatically buoyant. For those that can't float, it kind of throws you off. Like myself, I couldn't float in water. Uh, but then if you're laying back and then you duck your ears underwater and you bet your plugs in so no water brushes in your ears and then you just learn to kind of float and you're kind of like holding yourself like taut or tensely on, on top of water and then you finally kind of learn how to like let yourself go and then you're like just kind of like floating like in water and you're just very buoyant and it's complete silence complete quiet there's no music there's no nothing it's just you your mind your thoughts and your body that's there but it's not there it's not like you're laying on a couch and you've got to like position yourself and put your elbow up this way and you can't there. feel any of that there's yeah. there you're just laying there so you can put your hands above your head or blow your head but anytime you do anything your hands above your head or blow your head that you kind of like shift and move so finally you figure out what position you kind of want to lay in and you just kind of lay there and it you know it might be five to five minutes or it might be three minutes and then it seems like it's an eternity, and then finally like, you you kind of realize like you've got tension on your, you know your shoulders, so you, those kind of loosen up, and you've got shoulders on your the way your arms are sitting on the water, and you, yeah that kind of lets go, but your ankles go, and you just finally sit there, and it's long and it's quiet, and then it, for a lot of people I think it's hard, because there's nothing going on, it's you, your mind. In your weightless body, so it's hard for them because they're so used to having some kind of well for, something. Okay, so for me, this was my biggest thing. I started laying there, and the way we're we're, we're connected with technology, everything else, like oh, maybe I should check my phone. I should do this. Thing. I should check my phone because <laughs> because we're always able to check our phones. Sure. It's check, true. Yeah, we're yeah. like looking at this. We're looking at time. We're looking at time, and then it's it's not there. You're fucking butt ass naked in complete darkness, and you know you. It, it gets it gets a struggle. I mean, for me, it, it, this is my own story. I say I can't say it's for anyone else, but like, you're just laying there, you're laying there, and you're laying there, and like, you're like, oh, my fuck, I'm bored. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do this. But you just kind of keep pushing through it. And I uh, myself am very fucking stubborn. I'm like, I'm going to push through any of these fucking barriers. But also, there's this thing where it's just you literally can't hear anything. It's you and your breath, breathing in, you're breathing out breathing it i mean literally you hear nothing 
and you feel nothing. You're fucking naked. You're floating in water. Your head's up, you know, below. Your neck and your body and everything else is stretched out, and you're so amazingly comfortable, but yet uncomfortable. If that makes sense. Yes. Because you're butt ass naked, and you almost like feel like vulnerable, like anyone's gonna open this door or whatever, and they're gonna see you, and they're gonna expose you, or and you just kind of keep pushing past all these these things, these thoughts, these ideas of whatever. <laughs> and you know, I'm really glad that my you know my most of your first sessions they recommend you do only an hour and I did 90 minutes and it might not sound like that long but it might sound like a fucking eternity to so many people when you have no other stimuli it's it's a long fucking time well it's, if you're not used to that yeah because especially now in a world where we're like hyperly exposed we have almost next to no zero or quiet time anymore my phone's always going to go Correct. off I can look at anything in any given moment I can study anything I want to do but having those moments with yourself and um, that quiet time and being able to be, listen to this. See how uncomfortable that is? Just that little bit. That's nothing. It's a fraction small dose of what you're going to hear so the, you went three times the second and third time was it easier for you to relax um, the first time was completely life changing eye opening to me because I had went so deep with myself I mean just when you realize like this is it I have just my breath it was just finally going to a place in your life where you have this nothing and you're okay with just being at that point? No. You're not okay? No. Okay. You're fucking horrified of it. <laughs> okay. You're terrified uh, of it. And that's exactly what I've heard from it's, no, experiences. It, 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 it's yeah. awful. But my stubbornness and me, I got to the point where I don't know what time. There's no clock that's you're watching. My, that's kind of my question. How does this happen to where they... So, so no, it's it's on their own timer. But you, you get to this point in there where there is a point where people quit. Because they, they can't do it, you're saying. They just kind of tap out and they're... They, they just get out of it. You're, they're, yeah. they're, you're not trapped. Well, you're yeah. not like locked in there. How do you only do times up? Like a big clown face comes at you or something? or Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, Paul. I'm sorry. I didn't, I, what, that was not for your benefit, Joe. I'm sorry. I just thought... You don't have Zero a watch. Benefit do they knock on the... Do they, I mean, how do you know? Like, I need to know this. Hey, hey get out! Hey, I, need, I need to know hey, how you know me. it ends. Go on, get! Get! Right that. Go on, get! How does it end? Go get! I'm, I'm out. I don't know how Go. it ends. Go get. Is it a light? A light no, hum? No, no. Is there? No, does the light come no, up there, slowly? Is there, is there like no, a, so what? So what it is? They they play really um, kind of like binaural beats, really like soft soft music at a high volume, and you will eventually kind of hear it through the water and everything else. And then um, that's when you know you're. Oh, because the, the chamber and, itself is basically it's still sound. it's still completely yeah. black, but they'll they'll actually play music through those speakers. And then you know you'll get out and it'll be kind of dim lighting in the room and it's it's very soft and that's but my, cool. But my thing is like I heard the music come on and I took my time in the room like I'm in the dark so I'm not gonna like oh okay time's on I had to jump out no I was like even that first time that first time where you're like I well, kind of well, like this you're trying to process it a little bit well my thing kinda... was is like I you know do you know sometimes you wake up and you're in a panic like oh shit I'm late. 
Yeah. And how horrible that is and how yeah. it fucks yeah. up the yeah. rest of your it's day. It's awful. Yeah, it does. It's awful. Okay, so be able to wake up and go, okay. And also my thing was, okay, so you're buoyant. You're like floating this body of water and you have these this kind of ability to like, I can stretch this way, but I have this weird negative pressure. I mean, there's you have to be in it to describe it. So you turn to your right, but you can kind of float back against your left and kind of stretch this way, stretch this other way. You put your legs up this other way. And I just really took my time with myself in there because I had had this for the first time in as long as I can remember this hour and a half long time with myself to be by myself and just hear this. Can you hear your heartbeat? Yeah. Cool. But all you can really hear is your breathing. A breath in, a breath out, a breath in. A breath out and that you're trapped with your thoughts but there's no phone there's no time there's no this there's no that there's there's your your kids aren't there your parents aren't there people aren't calling you do they recommend That's to you the, how to kind of let go and things like it, that do they it, talk to you about they, this they, they really i mean i guess i could have asked a lot of questions i prefer to go at it on my own accord and, and to anyone else that's fine but i mean i would just say like just and, and I mean, I, I guess to me, like, I'm really like a person that's, I'm really easy to embrace, like my, like the unknown. <laughs> the cricket is cutting you off. It's like on the gong that's show correct. with that's the fucking correct. giant hooks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was, it, 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 it was just, just so interesting and, and so fun. Um, is it something? I mean, it's not for everybody. I would guess. I would. I would. So would no, you recommend no, it to everybody? I, I would. I, is I, it for everybody? That's I, what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend for everybody because because it, it's uncomfortable. Anything that could put you outside your breadth and scope and would make you uncomfortable, I think, is a good thing. It's outside of your comfort zone, kind of that kind comfort of zones are most. But often I would say it, it's almost like the chase and the dragon thing because the other two uh, experiences I had were nowhere near. That's what, that was my next question. The, so the, it's, the way the first one was, and see, that's a, so. Let me tell you guys a little bit. The first time I ever became aware of podcasts was uh, a friend of mine said hey some of the shit that you say sounds like joe rogan i'm like the fucking fear factor guy jiminy cricket anyway i said the fucking fear factor guy and they're like yeah and like, yeah but he does a podcast his comedy and all that so, okay fine and then i the first time i ever really looked into joe rogan he was giving away a deprivation tank it was a drawing and i'm like I wish I was part of that drawing. I, I put in for that drawing. I had fucking never heard of this guy. But I'll tell you, this is so fucked up. And Paul, you may remember when the movie came out because it's around that time. 80, 81, Altered States. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not when he was giving yeah. away the deprivation tank. He was giving away his old one because he had one Yeah, but he wasn't giving the Altered States deprivation tank. No. You're, it's no. Like, you said, I knew you said about you may have heard of Altered States. The only 81. time... Oh, I, I, fuck it, I'm getting there. It's a story. I had... Thank you. I'd never. <laughs> I had heard of. Uh, I had never not. I had heard of deprivation tanks because of altered states, and then I went down some rabbit hole years ago, and I went down that hole, and uh, I thought, "Well, oh, shit, this might be something I should do," and uh, then never gave it any thought until I heard of Joe Rogan again, and I thought, "Ah, oh, fuck a deprivation tank. That would be kind of cool." And then again, never gave it any, gave it any thought well, for like four or five years until you and I talked about it briefly one night, and then yeah, a while back in Sedona, and then 
Don't kill that cricket. Don't do it. Uh, I keep talking. Uh, so anyway, so I, I, I never, I never really given much thought of it until I heard about this from somebody, a mainstream audience like uh, Joe Rogan. And then I started looking into it more and more and more. And from what I understood, the first time is profound, like Jeremiah said. And then some people will do it on like a weekly basis. Like that's their Saturday night or Sunday night or, or like a weeknight or something like that. And they'll do two hours, three hours. One guy I heard about that did four hours. And the only reason he did four hours is because he... So the cricket's dead. Did you get it? Not really. Oh, he's oh God! But so, but I, I, but I have a question. Anyway, okay. So wait on yeah. this on this same line. You were saying you know they, the first they, time it's profound. They did hours and hours and hours. Yeah, this this one guy that I read about did four hours, and it actually His first kinda, time. It, it, no, 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 no. He 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 ramped up to four hours. Okay, because they bought, rec- he, he they recommend they recommend and like six like sixty minutes an hour. How time. much does it cost? It was it was relatively cheap, and I, I think Float Sedona was like sixty bucks for ninety minutes or something. I feel like, like I feel like mine was okay. So the, the introductory offer was like for, like forty bucks. Oh wow! And I'm I'm not privy. I'm just saying if you go there with the right type of mind, and if uh, you're picking up what they're putting down, you may get a little discount on your other times it seems like the folks that I, would operate a place like that if you walked in and, and just kind of look disheveled I, and like I, you're looking for an answer I, they're gonna go this guy needs us I, 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 more I, than we need his money it, it, as weird as it may sound I, I may have went in with the right type of people okay I said my, my friend Steve is this person that is like God, he's like Jeremy you should do this Jeremy you should do this soon. you gotta do this you gotta do this and he's one of those types of people like you, you know instantly that like you you uh, it, it could go to anyone that would ever meet see Christmas on the streets or anywhere in Las Vegas or he's just the type of person that you know and you meet that is a genuine solid person it, I, it, it's it's un, it's uncanny sometimes there's those people in your life oh, that you, he's, you go I'm going to be friends with that guy no, forever oh it, no 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 it was it was easy like his and I's like first meeting was there was no chance by that you know but what I'm saying is, you know, when you go to a place with this this kind of guy, they, they, they cut you a little discount. And All if, right, so and, and if, if I I would say anyone goes to Float Sanctuary, Las Vegas, uh, you're you're in good hands there. All right, I, I would say. But anyway, anyway, if, but he says so like it's it's maybe so, like forty so six. If you if you process. had if you had ten thousand dollars to piss away, would you would you buy one of these tanks for yourself? Which well, is to spend all my time there. I don't know. Maybe that's a dangerous. Presumption? And no, at your house. Have one at your home. I I, I don't know. I I, I th- if I if I have ten thousand, it's a lot of money. If that's what they are. I, I don't, they're somewhere around there. I think. I think they're they're probably less than that. But I wouldn't mind having one. I think I think that. Um, or, or or should you space it out and just really only do it once I, a month I, for yourself? Uh, to and, me personally, like I, I try I try to do it once a week, and I, and I haven't done it in a while, and I actually kind of regret it. But also like the the effects that it had with me. Is something that, that what was taught there is something that's easily carried on, you know. Like saying, like this weekend, I just was able to shut off my phone and I not, not listen to anything and to just go without things and realize that I can come back to everything when I come back to it. it was nice. I'm definitely going to experience this. I just um, I, I don't I th- know when, I, but I, I would like to do. I it. think I think that hour and a half retreat was something that that was really it. It made a difference. It was a thing well, that now helps. I, I now have quiet time. There you and go. An hour and a half is not a lot of time to spare in your day. 
No. And and that that's me was the most profound thing. And and that's what was, was so influential is that in just an hour and a half, like I said, they recommend an hour, but what Steve said to me and and what I took to already said, you know, an hour is almost just enough time where you're just about to finally be able to take balance. We're just kind of now. That's why you wanted a little bit more. Kind kind of accepting where you're at. And then it's over. So why not? It's not enough. And I'm a a, a glut for punishment. So how did you get to the hour and a half? In other words, when did I just, no, I just did an hour and a half. No, but I mean, there was the music there and then you said, fuck it, I'm going to keep going? No, no, the music, the music came on an hour and a half. Oh, you told me you were going to do an hour and a half then. Okay. Because that was the maximum. I gotcha. And then I came out of it, but I still sat there for a minute and I stretched in the water. I took some deep breathing because that's all you have is your breath. And now in hindsight, I was wish I would have learned the Wim Hof method and these other breathing methods and these other things where, you know, you're, I didn't, I wasn't that educated, but I, you know, I, it was, it was just, it was so uncomfortable. This, this is how uncomfortable it was. So you're sitting there and you're in your own breath, in your own silence. There's nothing. You're wide awake. There's nothing there. There's no input. Completely pitch black. Just your breath. Just your thoughts. And you almost can't hang with it. And there were points where I'm like, wow, I gotta, I gotta get up and order some food. I'm hungry now. I'm kind of hungry, and I should get up out of here. And I should get some food. And I should. Uh, oh man, I might be missing this. My phone might be going off, and someone might be calling me. Or is is, is you know because my friend Steve and I were floating too. Is Steve out of here? He's waiting on me. And and then finally, I was like fucking matter none of it yeah well that or just do it get through this shut up relax you really don't need food right now you're not really fucking hungry you're not starving just sit through this and be with yourself and I think that's it I think you're we get uncomfortable with like being with ourselves sure We've kind so of, that was the first time what was the second time like that time was awful I mean, if you want me to be really honest with you is that I had DJed like I had before, uh, and then a friend of mine was like, uh, "Eat a little bit of this edible, oh. the sweet edible." So uh, this is this is something I just learned actually like two nights ago about uh, edibles. Um, but anyway, so I ate this little bit of edible, and he's like, "Just eat this little bit." I'm like, "Okay, I'll be fine." Then I get over there, and I'm half about halfway to the float tank. And then I realized, like, I am fucking stoned. And this is not where I want to be because I'm not the person that really does weed. But I've been trying to kind of dabble with edibles here and there. And I'm getting to the place. I barely, I feel like I feel like I barely make it there. I drive fine and no one knows shit. And I walk in the place and then I did that trip and I was just too fucking stoned. Well, what I didn't know about edibles, so you can smoke pot and it gets you to a certain level. And it's just THC smoked. But if you ingest marijuana, it forms 11 tetral metabolite or something like that, which is more psychedelic and four times more potent than radio THC. Which is why you dabble with edibles. Because you and I come from, and Paul a little bit, comes from the 
I just smoke, smoke and get stoned. I just smoke it, but I'm not even interested in that. Edibles shit. are such a different fucking well, animal. Well, and well, it shows well, you well, have well, your THC, THC, you have your CBD, you have the da da da, and then you have a metabolites. Eleven metabolite, yeah, which, which is four when you break your body breaks them down. Yeah, your yeah. body breaks down. Your yeah. liver and it breaks down. Anyway, so that was awful. It was fucking terrible. because because it fucked up the float experience. You're saying? Well, because I was just too fucking weird. I think about. the float experience it, from any research I've ever done. You don't need anything. It, you exactly. Your brain will produce everything that you need. Okay, so that. How about the third time? So the third time was was kind of like in between. Too. Were you sober when yeah. going in? Yeah, the third one? yeah, because okay. I didn't want to ruin it. Because I yeah. feel like I felt, but also I was really happy that I did because I didn't intend for my second time to be that way. But I was also glad that I got, I had got, I had already shit, I had shit on what I had really enjoyed naturally. So yeah, you know, I, 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 I had taken this, I, I, I had taken the risk and done a substance, and then I shit all over something that I just enjoyed naturally, and then the third time. It was better. It was pretty good. I didn't go as deep as I did the first time, but it was much better than the second time, and it was much more in line. And it was like one of those things. It's like instantaneous. Like, and it's also, it's also one of those things. Like, you walk away from it and you feel pretty calm. And you go and I would go and eat a meal and I would talk to my friend and my friend Steve and I always did it together and we kind of talked about it. Have like kind of a come down kind of conversation. But then the other thing is like sometimes like you'd almost have like a like a like a later like or an after effect kind of like high or like like buzz of like remembering like what you'd experience in there and it's just it being quiet and having quiet time with yourself is something we all take for granted and when you can finally be back there with yourself it, you almost for you almost kind of like forget what you've been worried about all this other time and and to me i almost kind of like came back into my old self that self, that that person that you had forgotten as a child. I mean, I, I can't guarantee that everyone will go that deep, um, and I don't think that you should expect it. But for me personally, I remember this this person that like this is Jeremiah, or this is Jeremy, like this is, you know, this is this part of you that you may have lost and you may have kind of clouded up with those other bullshit, and and kind of been able to go, oh, there I am. No, I definitely am going to do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, you know, you, you, you get in what you put out with anything in life. I have a, a semi-technical question, uh, and you're going to go, why would you even care about that? Do you know how many tanks are at the facility? Uh, four. Four. Uh, do you think that a tank, if a facility were here in Kingman with a couple tanks, that it would be enough people in this town would partake? I think if a couple of them went to it. I mean, it almost makes you laugh because I think of the movie Cocoon. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. The first time I ever heard of the things, that's what I thought of was Cocoon. No, but but you know, what? like I, of course, yeah. I just I, any place I meet, some people like yoga may work for them. To me, it was much easier than yoga. I have to do a lot of stretches and breathing meditation. Not but, as sweaty. Not where's as the showers. spa where Tim has his back hair ripped off? <laughs> I love that we're going public with that. I did not know that anybody else knew that. Uh, I don't know. Oh, well, we can edit that part Oasis. out. I think it's Oasis. Oh, wait, you're right. Yeah. I'm just wondering if they had a couple tanks in there, people would uh, use them. I guarantee you that, uh, I can't remember the doctor's name that uh, that owns Oasis or part owner, but he's very hippie, dippy, sandals and candles, holistic type, but he's an MD. So, so Mike, what, would, he, owns, would he be a... owns Oasis, he would totally be into that. What, what, but what, I, what, 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 what I would say, like, would it work in, in, in Cayman? Of course. Absolutely. 
I, as long I, as I, enough people did it. You no, someone should step up then and buy a damn thing. You guys, you guys, you guys saw me before and after. Yeah, and I, I, I really felt like it had, it has residual effects. I mean, at any, any exercise you can do where you can just be with yourself. We're in a world where you we can forget about ourselves, and we, we can be destroyed by ourselves. But it's kind of important to like be with yourself again and kind of remember yourself. And it, to me, it made it a lot easier to be around everyone else when I just had a place I can be quiet. You're back in the womb for ninety minutes. You know, it, that's another thing. It's it's is, it's yeah. it's it's really interesting that you say that because it is like a womb experience. It has to be you, you, same temperature, you, dark. It's it's completely pitch black. It's body but, temperature, and you can only hear your it, own breathing. It or makes it makes yeah. people so breathing. it makes people so uncomfortable because now you're faced with you. Yeah, you're faced oh, yeah. with all. It's too bad. Some people, which is again why altered you're faced states, with all your like, shit. Altered states is a great movie for like sixty minutes. And then shit, it just goes down the fucking shit heap because it turns into a horror. Well, movie. well, well, well f- welcome to what happens sometimes. Yeah. I, I would say to me it turned to horror, but there were, there was there were these moments. My first flow, even and even my my second and third, where you're just like, I gotta get up. I'm, I gotta quit this. You know, I'm so fucking goddamn stubborn. I will never fucking give up. You're 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 talking to the wrong kind of guy. Like I I'm gonna push this and it sucks. But I'm all in. I'm yeah. I'm not I'm not the type of person that's gonna because there's there's only breakthrough and there's only real interest and there's only real growth when you push yourself to kind of your maximum. Yep. Uh, one of the quotes that I have uh, taped to my laptop is uh, it's so fucked up. It's a fortune cookie from a uh, some Chinese place that says comfort zones are most often expanded through discomfort. And it's fucking true. Like that's that's ridiculous that well, it came from a fortune well, cookie. <laughs> well, the, but it's true. The other thing is, like you know, that runs with the Wim Hof method. It's Wim Hof is talking about you know, he went into cold water and he found his kind of like salvation or this ultimate worst primal fear. You're jumping into like ice cold, like like you know, bro. And I was all and it was like I was all like you know, and I was all you know, you know what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> You know, we were like, check it out, bro. But when you go to that certain point where you're about to die and you think you're going to die and you're like, fuck, I'm going to die. Well, versus I'm going, going, die. going <laughs> I'm going to die. This is it. This is the end. No, this you, is fucking you, the end. And then you so, go, this so the Wim Hof method for those that are, are not uh, privy to that information. So it's about like learning how to control your breath. So versus being, you jump into cold water and the first thing your body does, go, <laughs> you start just joking and gagging. You learn how to control your breath. You And you just learn how to like calm in the panic. Then you have control over the panic, and it's nothing. And th- and that's what's so fucking interesting about that, you know. And then you can climb Mount Everest. So. Well, this guy Wim Hof. I mean, look it up in your guys' own accord on in, in future podcasts or in like a banana hammock. I understand. Is that how it was? Uh, no, he actually climbed he, it short. But but he, he had he had to put, basically. But he had to put on shoes that had claws on it. You know, because sure. you had to climb ice. But he, he he says li- that that's he, the only reason he, he li- wore shoes. He yeah. literally climbed a Mount Everest in shoes with spikes on it and a pair of shorts. Right. Yeah. 
And he dives in freezing cold water and swims underneath it for four to five minutes at a time. Yeah. With not. Was he from America? Is he American or is he? No, he's, he from? Uh, no of course Swiss, not. Jesus Christ. You I'm catch, sorry. Yeah. If you're American, you catch for that shit without McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you you got to hey, have an oxygen tank. And hey, we're Dutch. talking about America. He's choked at Merck. <laughs> he's Dutch, by the way. Dutch. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I thought that was what you were going to get. We no. should close this podcast out. Is I'm guessing. Yeah, I, I like. We'd like to thank you all for being here. Um, I, maybe apologetic or unapologetic for being so deep and weird and strange, but I, I think we, you know, went to, went to many places. Nah, that's good. It's all good. It's all been good. I really I feel like, like this should be part one. Definitely part one. Part one. Part one. Which part one of? Part one of two. Oh, I see. Oh. Yeah, I think we should have this guy yeah. back. I think I don't we know should. What I, part I, two I, I, I want to do the open air podcast though. On that. Oh yeah, could do that one. Yeah, it's good. So there you go. It's it's been a real pleasure like talking to you all. And, Glad to have you out. Letting letting you know letting me ramble. It's been a really good, informative, free form <laughs> podcast. Yeah, so to speak. Definitely, definitely not a lot of direction. Definitely, definitely, definitely. It's probably our most free form so far. Yeah, definitely. And there were, there were definitely, definitely. Jeez, I can't stop <laughs> saying adverbs. Jesus Christ. Um, and no crying, which was good. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're such a bunch of fucking jokers. Take anyway, us out, Joe. This has been Cartoon Casual, Episode 5 with Jeremiah Green, DJ, Napa Guy, Auto parts, deprivation tank, psychedelic man. And we'll uh, see you next time. That's 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 a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm.